Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ride at a Kivanito podcast and they need your help. Can you make it onto the Yeah, that's right. Robin Akiva Need a Podcast, episode number 131, Project Greenlight, where we are going to be listening to listeners submitted pitches for various entertainment projects, which I'm sure we will uh, workshop. And then ultimately, uh, maybe get in the hands of a producer that will be these huge new Hollywood franchises. So we're very excited about that. And of course, here, the man who has launched uh, not one, not two, not three, but three and a half successful podcast franchises. Here is Akiva Winokur. Rob, on the Seinfeld podcast, I used to joke about like getting in little old lady's will and like retirement plans. Mm-hmm. And I think like this could be our retirement plan. Like if one of these hits big, we're golden. Yeah. Wow. Uh, we've been going for so long, you and me, that uh, mm-hmm. we have like uh, entire bits that I've totally forgotten about. I don't think you even remember them when we were on the air. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it was a little different. Sometimes I had bits and like you were, I don't know, answering emails. I don't know. I never <laughs> answer emails. Uh, like anybody oh, who's ever emailed me knows I'm not answering emails. Come that's on. true. That's true. That's true. That, that should have picked something different. Yeah. Maybe watching uh, the Mets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so Akiva, how's your week been? My week has been good. Um, I, uh, I got to hang out with, uh, with the great Chester today. That was fun. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, when are we going to hang out again? I don't know. Uh, like, uh, what do you have? <laughs> You're like, I thought we did that once already. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, I, I mean, I guess, I mean, I'm probably not, uh, coming your way anytime soon is really more dependent on you. Next summer. You want to hang out next summer? 2022. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, I'm, I think I'm open. Can you pencil that in? You pencil it in. Yeah. Okay. What are we going to do? What are you doing? A live show? Oh, so we can only hang out if we're, if we're if it's business. I mean, not necessarily. What do you want to do? Uh, you want to go on a road trip? Where do you want to go? Uh, we could like pick up all of, like the podcasters along no, the way. No, they're doing uh, <laughs> old bits. I mean, what? Oh, sure. I mean, I don't really hang out. I don't, I don't even know what you do. What do you do when you hang out with somebody? I don't know. Also, I'm I'm not a big driver, so I, I'm not like a great road trip guy. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, we'll figure it out. But uh, mm-hmm. I mean. 
that this is i mean just like uh what if we do this in person we're like what do, like uh we we talk all the time <laughs> okay fine take it out of pencil erase it mm-hmm. not hanging out july 2022 i mean if you have a plan but we're like uh just like uh we need to be in the same room as each other and then yeah, stare at each other that, we could we could put that on the wheel next like uh mm-hmm. spring plan if you have an activity like i'm open mm-hmm. to it you like bowling it's fine I mean, the thing about bowling, and I know, like, I've take you take the kids bowling. It's very short. It's like you go, you pay a bunch of money to bowl, and yeah. like you're three, four people. Like the bowling game is over real fast, mm-hmm. and then it's like, do we play a second game? Well, all right, fine. That's like another twenty five minutes. Yeah, that's like an activity, need, but it, it, it's it's like, fun. You need a second activity. Four or five people like in the game to sort of like stretch it out. Yeah, I think that that's that's an activity where you want to do it like as slow as possible. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh wait, we got food coming. Like, slow it down, <laughs> slow it down. But a mech game. I mean, sure. I mean, that sounds fun. Hmm. Um. All right. Well, we'll we'll figure it out. Robin and Kiva, uh, go hang out together. Robin okay. doesn't seem so, so interested, but we'll figure something. I out. mean, if you have a pitch, uh, I'll listen to it. <laughs> but if, if, like, I, I don't, I don't get. I mean, it, this is what I don't have any. <laughs> friends that i hang out with so this is a little foreign okay. to me i mean it's, it's, i'll email it's, sam Moore and i'll go through sam mm-hmm. so you don't have to say no to my face mm-hmm. i mean if you just tell, tell me what we're doing i mean i don't know it's a year from now like yeah. we'll figure it out okay that's fine i mean there's a lot of travel involved i don't know where we're gonna be in the same city we'll be in the same we'll, we'll figure it out we'll be in the same city okay all right akiva mm-hmm. last time out we had a lot of fun talking about the real and fake housewives yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of good feedback. That was fun. The game ended up being very uh, a nail biter. We barely won. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. We did it though. We did it. Uh, speaking of nail biting, uh, we we're supposed to uh, like uh, is a manicure or a pedicure. We we're supposed to. Uh, I get... think it's a pedicure. Okay. All right. Put that on our list of things to do. I, we're gonna. I'm gonna have to like you know. I make forms a lot of times for this podcast. I'm gonna make a form one day. That's like, what do we owe you? Yeah. <laughs> People are gonna fill it out. All right. Oh no. Today, we are going to be listening to listener-submitted ideas. Can you tell, give us a little bit of a sense of uh, what we got from the listeners? Yeah. Okay. So, the idea of this podcast called Project Greenlight was listeners are going to pitch their movie or television ideas, and we are going to pick the best one or ones. We could pick more than one winner if we so choose. And we will turn it into something that might mean for a TV show, we might put together a writer's room of writers and write. Mm-hmm the pilot episode and then maybe uh, have a table read for a scene or two or the whole thing, depending on how excited we are about the idea. Mm-hmm. I will say here, a little surprise for you. Yeah. Will from America, our great musical yes. friend has offered. If we pick a television show today, he will write a new theme song for this prospective television show. Okay. To go along with it. So like part of the pitch will be, will be a TV show. One thing I didn't really think of because we're in this reality TV space. That yes. Some people, I should have pushed it more. Some people did did submit sort of reality TV type ideas. That would have been fun where maybe we could have like uh, pitched our own reality show. But anyway, it's mostly TV or movie ideas. And we're going to go through. We got well over 100 ideas mm-hmm. um, submitted from uh, people across the globe. We'll go through some of the good ones. Yeah. Maybe I'll throw in some of the wacky ones. Maybe you'll like the wacky ones more. I won't even tell you if it's a wacky one. <laughs> okay, yeah. Don't like prejudge it. Mm-hmm. It'll be else? like the fake housewives from last week. Yeah. And so, um, 
Can I also add, so I, I spoke mm-hmm. with Will from America recently, and we were talking mm-hmm. about, because uh, you had mentioned about getting the song of the summer back on the wheel, but I feel like that we should be doing that sooner than later. Yeah, I, I spoke to him. I think not this week, but maybe in like two weeks or something. Yeah, because last year we had it on at the end of June, and it was already, people had already made their summer plans. Some people might have mm-hmm. already picked their song of the summer. Well, nobody had any summer plans. We sort of had them stuck. That mm-hmm. was one of the good things about last summer. Yeah. But this summer, people have plans. They're going to be making up for last summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. Maybe vaxed, we could start talking about next week. <laughs> and pretty relaxed. Did you just make that up? <laughs> um, the last part. Oh, my God. Uh, I haven't heard about that. So yeah, I, I, so we could put that on maybe next week. Uh, doing a song of the summer, too. And um, yeah, well, that, that'll be fun. Okay. So... I, I cut the 100-something submissions down to about 30 serious ones and another 15 or 20 joking ones. Okay. And um, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna see what we can turn them into. And ideally, of course, the ultimate goal is to become generationally rich because of one of these ideas. We will share in the wealth with, uh, with the creator of the idea. Okay, sure. But That's I, fair. Ultimate, ultimately, we want to like retire off this. Yeah. Did people sign it's a waiver or anything? Mm, no, that was, that was sort of uh, like, yeah. Should I have had people sign a waiver? We're going threesies. Me, you, and whoever the idea was from. Okay. Third, third, third. <laughs> All right. Do uh, you want to start with a TV show or a movie? Surprise me. Okay. We had Give a couple something ideas. you are excited about. Um, I liked how similar like some of the ideas were when people were just submitting random things. Like two people back to back, different people, different parts of the globe submitted an idea where somebody said you should do it like the show should be about roadies behind the scene call it roadies and it'll be about like the people who help set up for a band and the next person said you should do a show about the clubhouse you'll never show a pitch of a baseball game oh i think it meant the app no it'll be about the people in in a baseball clubhouse and and you know how they help set ready it'll be about their lives and what happens yeah on on and off the clubhouse both roadies and clubhouse are literal ideas that have happened. Yeah. Clubhouse was a CBS TV show and, and roadies was a one. Yeah. That was <laughs> show. Yeah. The Dean Kane baseball series. Uh, uh, right. He was, mm-hmm. he was the face of that. Uh, I believe it was a CB the Yankees. Yeah. They were like the Yankees. They were like, the, what were they called? Like the, the empire or something like that. And, oh, and the, the show was literally was called clubhouse. Yankees. Yeah. The show was both of them like the show was called Clubhouse. The other show was called Roadies. Mm-hmm. I don't think they were trolling us. I think it was like a genuinely good idea, but it was group think. Like <laughs> no, people had it already been. It might have been people were trying to trick us and like uh, like oh this would be a hit. And then like <laughs> you idiots, uh, this show aired <laughs> for eleven episodes back in two thousand and four. And to catch us, it has to be a show that was already widely unsuccessful once, right? Yeah, yeah. And if we get all excited about it, um, yeah. but n- the yeah. It is about because if they were like, "Hey, there's a show about a modern family, and like, there's all different ages and whatever," and it's like, we would know about that show, yeah, you know. Or if it was like Lost, people on an island, but so it has to be a show that went on air once and didn't work. So let's try not to get hoodwinked into uh, greenlighting a show that has already existed and flopped. Yeah, it was the New York Empires uh, was the team where Dean Cain was on it, but they had like Yankee themes, right? It was like Yankee colors, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. My friend, my friend Chemi in college watched it every mm-hmm. week for forever. Many weeks it was. You're on. a big Dean Kane guy, right? I, I am not a Dean Kane. <laughs> I mean, I'm not against <laughs> Dean Kane, but 
wouldn't call myself a Dean Cain guy. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure like Dean Cain's parents were Dean Cain people, but that's about it. Um, all right, these are two similar ideas, but these I believe were not made before. Let's start with these. This is okay. a TV show from a guy named Nick called Hail to the Chef. Okay. He says, here's, here's the premise. An absurd scandal caused a large portion of the U.S. government, including the president and the entire line of succession, to resign in disgrace. Due to, due to an obscure clause in the Constitution, it is discovered that the White House chef is the next in line to become the president of the United States. This com- sitcom follows the lead of the story with world-class cooking skills, but no political experience or ambitions, unexpectedly finding himself thrust in the position of leader of the free world. Okay, well, first off, uh, faulty premise. Uh, there are no politicians that resign in disgrace anymore, uh, <laughs> let alone an entire government yeah. of politicians. Like, uh-huh. I'm pretty sure... Well, whoever we've seen the last politician resign from disgrace right. now. Well, I think Nick doesn't want to like start with like a home, a homeland style, like bomb or something mm-hmm. that like knocks yeah. them. Out. You politician know what I mean? has a scandal. They're just like mm-hmm. uh, going to like ignore it until, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, uh, hey, what's that it over goes there? goes away and people forget. Yeah. yeah. Forget. So the people, people don't do that anymore. OK. Um, so, okay, so hypothetically, we have a scenario where the chef becomes the president. I mean, I feel like that we've seen things like this whether it's a like designated survivor or the i know one of your favorites battlestar galactica where you mm-hmm. know um it's sort of like uh a but unlikely person is that a space president space president like the, the, how is that show similar like battlestar galactica is in space in no? battlestar galactica they, i think that the whole government is wiped out and there's a woman who i believe is the like secretary of education who's now the leader of the uh, but in space in like space. space education in space. okay fine yeah and so um also like uh king ralph is uh the john goodman movie he became like sure. the king of england because the they all died uh from something dave D- is dave the same w- which Dave? yeah Dave is basically, I think the president has a stroke. Oh, okay, that Dave. Is it Kevin Klein? And yeah, like, and, yeah. and they have a lookalike and he becomes president. So an unlikely person becomes the president. Why is it particularly interesting for a chef to be a president? I think a lot of people like the name of their show and yeah. they want us to punch it up. So is there right. a better position that you would, okay. that you would prefer than Hail to the Chef? So show? Hail to the Chef is a good name. I'm wondering if maybe like let's get it out of the White House and mm-hmm. maybe is it about like the internal politics, like the government of like a culinary institute? Mm-hmm. So he becomes he becomes the head of of like uh, of of like a cooking school or something. <laughs> yeah, we lowered the stakes a lot, right? Now. We lowered the stakes a lot, uh, but let's uh, maybe turn up the temperature and make them well done again. Uh- <laughs> What if it was like not the president, but he became in charge of like the CIA or something? Hmm. Is that interesting? The the CIA. Like I mean, what are we doing? Um, I, I mean, I want. I do think that there maybe there is something interesting to the White House uh, cooking staff. Mm-hmm. Like, what about if it was about like the the chef isn't the president, but like, well, what's going on in the kitchen at the White House? Oh, okay. So it's like roadies or clubhouse, but it hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. It's a lot like that, right? It's like the behind the scenes people. You never meet the president in the whole series, right? Seven seasons in a movie. We never meet the president, but like the star is the chef and there's a lot of like politics and maybe there are people like hooking up with like people above them in the, in like the power structure. Mm-hmm. And you see them outside the white house. Cause you probably get idea. like some wild orders coming in. 
mm-hmm. you can't push back. Like, um, it's not really like, okay, here are the today's specials. It's like, okay, well, Mr. President, uh, Madam President, uh, wh- what do you like? And then you you have to like cook w- what they want, not necessarily what you want. Right. Like maybe maybe the president's kids are big characters. Like you never meet the president. Yeah. But the president's kids are like very picky eaters and they become friends with pet. Also, like maybe there's a senator or a congressperson who's like always there. Yeah. And and they're also like very annoying. But I don't think there's likes here, unfortunately. Mm. It's a good name. Hail to the chef. Okay. Yeah. I think I, right. I think this is a pass for me. Okay. Uh, another similar idea. This is from Ben. He says it's called Commander and Keith. All right. Okay. Keith is an internet influencer who one day makes an incredibly selfish petition bill that ends up getting passed and ultimately helps America. Thanks to the fortunate good deed and his growing internet fame, he gets offered a job as the advisor to the president. Upon joining the cabinet, Keith realizes that no one is truly qualified to leave the country as they all look to him for answers. What will Keith do with this newfound power? Commander and Keith. Hmm. I think that the audience for these shows like uh, i i think america is not looking to politics for entertainment mm-hmm. like we've Interesting. been i like i i think maybe in the early uh last part of the decade the early teens you know people look to a lot of different political shows house of cards was a big show i i think that there was a lot more injury like and then because it was so in your face for four years uh during the trump administration I feel like people are looking for a break from twenty four seven politics stuff, and so a show about like a, a crazy White House, like uh, been there, seen that. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot recently, right? Veep mm-hmm. also did it. Like, Veep. Uh, so even even the comedy. There's, I'm angle. sure there's plenty of others that were not even. You weren't a West Wing guy, right? Uh, I am a West Wing person now, but I ended up uh, getting uh, foolishly decided to rewatch all of Survivor in 2021, and it has really okay. interrupted so my West Wing viewing. You probably haven't seen a single like TV show or movie, basically, other no. than your 40 seasons. I saw Survivor. Bridgerton. Okay, that was your one. Like, I'm going to take a break and watch Bridgerton. I was I'm looking for something. Succession. Yeah, to, I, I'd like to watch Succession. Uh, I was looking for something to watch with the First Lady of Podcasting. I think you'll really like Succession. I don't know if I assume your wife will like it. I'm not. I, I don't know for sure. But she watched like Shameless. It. Not the same type of show. Hmm. Um. Okay. This is from Matt. This is a movie. I, I sort of lean towards the TV show. I think it would be cooler if we have like a pilot for a TV show. It would be hard to write a full movie, even if we get a write. We have so many applicants for this hypothetical writers. Yeah, people are looking for a big break. Um. So this is from Matt, and it's called Save the Date Two. He says, okay, the reason I'm pitching this is because this romantic comedy premise came to me in a dream maybe 10 years ago. Is this T-O-O or the the number two? The number two. I'll say at least five people wrote that their idea came to them in a dream. I don't think that's always true. I think that they're just like embarrassed of their idea. Mm -hmm. I don't know about Matt, but just in general. Um, I've always wondered who could bring it to life. Here's the idea. A young, sassy, single woman is looking for love and is tired of the dating scene. Men, right? So she makes a drastic move designed to put the pressure on. She sets her wedding date and proceeds to plan all the details of her wedding for the date. Flowers, venue, food, even though she does not yet have a groom. The man of her dreams? Just another detail to fill before her wedding date arrives. Will she find the love of her life in time or will she be standing left alone at the altar in front of everyone she knows left to host the perfect wedding without an actual groom? In my dream, this is called Save the Date. However, well, I mean, what do you have? Like a, the title sequence? Did you have rolling credits at the end of your the poster. dream? However, since then, another real movie called Save the Date has been released. That's why I propose this be called Save the Date too. 
Okay. Um, well, this isn't the sequel to that movie. I know. So we could we could punch up a better name. Save the date is a great name. I I don't mm-hmm. know what the original Save the Date did. Uh, it, it's a good premise for like a schlocky like a romantic comedy. Like Catherine Heigl could have starred in this movie in 2012 mm-hmm. of Save the Date. Yes. Um, is it interesting? I think there's a big market for like rom coms. That what about how about this for a name? Because Save the Date Two is 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 not tenable. RSVP question mark. Hmm. RSVP. Hmm. Is there a movie RSVP? I don't know if that necessarily says uh, wedding. Uh, like, let's not so much worry about like the the name. Okay. Um, the original save the date. Uh, Sarah begins to confront her shortcomings and rejects her boyfriend's hasty proposal. And soon finds herself in a rebound romance. Meanwhile, her sister Beth is immersed in the details of the wedding. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's the same concept. Allison Brie is in uh, the uh, 2012 Save the Date. Okay, you said it was 2012. That, that was yeah. a good, yeah. good call for the date. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, I think we could work on breaking this a little bit more, but like, uh, we already have a, a title that's an issue. And I don't think that this is something that's going to necessarily like capture uh, the hearts and minds of our audience or you and me. Yeah, we also aren't necessarily the rom-com guys. Like, I do think this is a very good premise, but I'm not sure of where the people yeah. to take this to the next level. Great idea. A woman decides uh, that she's going to get married on a certain date and now is just a matter of time until she finds uh, the right person to be a part of her wedding. But I, I feel like, and I'm not an expert in this, but I feel like that um, this idea seems familiar. I hear you. I hear you. Um, all right. A lot of people submitted horror ideas. Let me give you one of oh, them, boy. Rob. This is from Daniel Brennan. He says, and he, Daniel, if I remember correctly, is a big Mets fan. I think he came to Minnesota with us. He says, a passionate, deranged fan dresses as the mascot of his favorite sports team and proceeds to kill those who he or she believes are not true fans. What do you think about that? Okay. What was the uh, Patton Oswald movie? That that was, he was a the big fan. fan. Big, big fan. fan. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So basically, uh, Mr. somebody is Mr. Met. And if somebody is what? Like texting during the game or at the mm-hmm. Shake Shack during the eighth inning, then yeah. they get killed? <laughs> I mean, first of all, I don't think the Mets are going to give us the license for, right. for the Mets love. All right. So if, uh, let's go to the club. Mr. Empire. Well, so if you want it to be realistic, it should be like a Phillies fan doing the murdering. Yeah. Well, that the Philly, the fanatic. Philly fanatic, you know, I think that that is a little on brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think we get the fanatic? Mm, I don't know, but a fanatic I don't think they're gonna is license like, you know, that much. Yeah. You know, maybe we could have like some let's change the city and maybe it wouldn't be like uh, Philadelphia. Well, what if Gritty? Like, I feel like the Flyers might do it for Gritty. It would have to be a hockey movie. Mm-hmm. So, but there's a slasher on the loose, and it's the mascot, and it's killing. If anything, like, uh, what's worse? Well, should the mascot be killing, like, visiting fans? or people- I think the mascot should kill visiting fans. I think that's, that's where he's gone wrong here. Hmm. All right. So, the mascot is killing visiting fans. 
And this seems to be more of a movie. He, I, I had a, options for TV show, movie, or it could go either way. To me, this is more of a movie. I don't know how much legs this would have after after like the first couple episodes. Yeah, like how many murders can the mascot do before they just shut down sports? Like, all whose together? perspective are we seeing this story from? Is this from the perspective of like uh, is there like uh, you know a family that is visiting every stadium? Could it be like an usher who ends up being the hero? Hmm. I mean, is this getting close to like, do you, have you seen Sudden Death? No. Movie about hockey and Jean-Claude Van Damme? No. Yeah, so Jean-Claude Van Damme like, uh, like fends off a terrorist attack, also plays goalie, even though he is not an he's not like a hockey player during uh, Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals. It's a great movie. You should act, Sudden Death is a classic. But um, there is a little bit of that. I do think that a mascot, there is like a mascot murder or stabbing or something mm-hmm. in, in that movie. Um, yeah, what I, do, if- I think it's a little dark. What do you think? Yeah. yeah, could there be some sort of like a uh, uh, serial killer is on the loose, killing all the mascots? Ooh, a mascot serial killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that might be better because I yeah. don't think people want to see the mascot doing the murdering. Mm-hmm. It's like an all star game, and at the all star game, a lot of times all the mascots show up in one place. Yeah, because I do think that that probably gets into some like uh, funny stuff. Like maybe it's like a dark comedy where that, you know, AJ Mass has, uh, you know, explored the world of mascots. Like what is their camaraderie there? Like uh, do the mascots for the Mr. Met and, uh, you know, uh, Philly Philly Fanatic, do they get along? You know, that they're sort of like all in this together. The killer is actually one of the other mascots. Oh, so ultimately, it's it's a ma- it's not like a fired mascot, like a deranged fired yeah, mascot. Yeah, think about it. This, maybe like uh, maybe it's not a slasher movie, but it's sort of like a knives out, like uh, you know, who done it? Of oh. somebody is killing the mascots, and it's probably it's like one of the other mascots. I like that. Like, and you have to you have to figure out which mascot it is. Mm-hmm. That's good. Again, this is a movie, not a TV show. I do like that. Mm-hmm. We have a name for it. He didn't really have a name for it. Hmm. Uh, well, let's let the listeners, I don't want to get uh, too stuck on, you know, long pauses where we're thinking about things. So, okay, fine. But that's um, all right. We'll put that into the second round. If there is a hypothetical second round. Mascot here. massacre. Yeah. Mascot massacre. I, I, I'll be honest. Mascot massacre is on the nose, but it sounds like a B movie. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> we're trying again. We're trying to like win an Oscar here. I don't know if mascot massacre is when is even getting to the Golden Globes. Yeah. Okay. All I right. Think if you put massacre in, you're out. Like, that's automatically like a straight-to-DVD movie. <laughs> okay. All right. So, but that's probably the best we have so far. Yeah, that's good. Um, okay. Uh, this is from Peter. It's called Our House. It's a TV show. A diverse group of coworkers share the winning ticket for a luxury home mansion. Coincidentally, they all lose or hate their current living arrangements and are forced to move into the mansion where they have to deal with each other and live, live together. The what do you mean be, they share a ticket for a luxury I, I, home mansion? Okay, I think, I think he means they won the lottery together. That's yeah. my guess. So they win the lottery together and they all move in together. But they're also very rich. Mm-hmm. But I guess maybe his idea is like, why would they have to move in together if they're maybe all they, very so rich? They won maybe a raffle. It's like a they raffle. They won a raffle where... to like own this mansion, but now they all live in it. They all sort of co-own it. Yeah. That makes more sense than the lottery because then they just buy. They just like buy. Right, a what's house. the name of this? We have a name. Our house. Our house. What about what about uh, work from home? Work from home. I see. I don't know if that really tells the story either. Well, 
Yeah, well, that's. I think it's better than Our House, which is like uh, yeah, Our House doesn't sound like a boring PBS like British show. Yeah. Okay. So they're coworkers, and now they live in a, in a mansion together. Where what's the office situation? Oh, so I, I mean, do you think that they are working from home, or do you think they're going into the office, but then they're like coming back? Well. Yeah, I mean it. It is wild of that to imagine. Like, where do like where do they work? So, like, what is they work in a factory? Do they work in an office? Do we do we crack what the uh, work situation is? Maybe it's like it was like a startup type company, but now they've just moved everybody into the house. They moved the startup. I almost think it's do- funnier if like they work in like a factory and then they go because it's um, rags to riches. Yeah, uh, I think so. Like, uh. They they own the house maybe tax free. They can't sell the right, house. So they're house poor, but they yeah. live in this. They like, have the, the house. They don't have to make house. payment. Uh, so right. they basically get to live rent free in the house. And, but they still like they probably can't like quit their job. Is this like Shit's Creek? Yeah, I think kind of. It's <laughs> Shit's Creek. I mean, I think yeah, it's, our house is definitely a terrible name here. I think it's funny because people like, uh, for the most part, like have all sorts of problems with the people they work with. But then also that those like interpersonal uh, relationships is also like their families also live at the house. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, work from home, but like home was sort of like italicized or capitalized. Mm-hmm. They're like working from their house that, that like everyone's house. That's not bad. Actually. Mm-hmm. I just think there'd be a lot of characters here where basically Mm -hmm. it's like, imagine like the office. And then also we had like all of the characters from the office. Also, like we're following them home and having like their family relationships. Right. What if like the warehouse guys all did it or something or Mm -hmm. like the secondary characters on the office, like Kevin and all those people are like moving in together. Mm -hmm. That's not bad. We're house poor, maybe because they're literally house poor, house rich. No, no, no. Yeah, work from home isn't bad. It's there's something there, but I don't I don't think that this is gonna be our big winner, our winner. today. Okay, fine. Um Okay. This is from Excel Shannon, who got multiple ideas into the uh into the, the finals here. Well Excel um, Shannon, yeah. Could I, could I make one one like uh just tell me if this is uh, better or worse? Like what if there's like one person that's like uh in the office where then they like a like a young person like an 18 year old person ends up winning the lottery and then buys the company that everybody works at and is now the boss and moves the company into their house is that is that any more interesting i i think that is interesting it's almost a different show because I, I I like the idea of like everyone's equals and they're sort of like stuck in this house and like they can't there's a reason why they can't move out right they they are like technically poor even though they live in this mansion and that is a different show but that's equally good like I like the idea of like an 18 year old sort of now runs the company but they mm-hmm. have to live do they have to live there too or it's just like at uh, his house his like cartoonishly fancy house yeah well the the 18 year old kid is gonna move the whole business into like uh, his or her house. Okay. They have a job. They hate it, and now it's almost like uh, it's uh, spite. Is it punishment? Um, uh, like a spite job. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's something. This is a little more there. Mm-hmm. I, I don't right, know if, how you keep yeah. the main character likable. 
who he now is, is like insanely wealthy and now is making a bunch of people do things that um you know uh, against their will he sounds very unlike but i don't even know who we cast could be a woman as, as that I, I think either way they're very unlikable mm-hmm. that's rough yeah all right excel shannon's uh, but one, no, the one people I, yeah. the people in the office are really unlikable so you end up <laughs> liking the person because you know, that uh they're really like uh getting one over on all of the uh you know mean older people that work at the company yeah love a sitcom where everyone's unlikable the, our main character is a, you get it they're, they're ultimately not unlikable what if she's like a 16 year old tiktoker who bought the company because hmm. like she thought it was something else that's gonna make her more likable but she's like funny she's like uh you know she's character whereas and everyone else is just like 30 but like to her they're like old and lame Mm-hmm. Old and like a loser. Um, okay, this is this is uh, from Shannon, and it's called Sleeping Agent. Sleeping wa- Agent. Yeah, Sleeping Agent. A guy wakes up in the hospital after a TBI. He has no memory What's of his a TBI? life. TBI, traumatic brain injury. Like oh. he was in a coma. He has no memory of his life. However, his girlfriend, who happens to be an important government person, you know, important government people. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. Is there IGP. to help? Yeah, of course, an IGP. He's got a TBI and an IGP. Uh, is there to help reintroduce him to who he is? After a few months of normalcy, he starts to find clues that lead him to remember that he is actually an undercover spy for a foreign country, and this life he's been living is actually a lie. He has to choose between his homeland mission or this new life with his girlfriend. Okay, I like this. This is heavy. This mm-hmm. is like a homeland uh, type show. Hmm. And she she says it's a movie. To me, this is a TV show. Like I want to I want to like uh, grow old with this guy. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the Americans. It's like a it's like a wackier version of the Americans. Mm-hmm. Were you an Americans watcher? No, I was not. Oh, but you're familiar with it. I know of the show. Yes. Okay. Fine. I think that this is definitely uh, an interesting premise in the hands of the right showrunner. I do think that you could get. Like, uh, at least uh, two great seasons out of this. That being said, I don't think we are those showrunners. Uh-huh. Yeah. You think we lean comedy? I think, yeah. I, I think that people want to come away with something that's uh, more, of, uh, a, more of a comedy coming from us as opposed to uh, a new, you know, 10-episode uh, uh, drama thriller series about mm-hmm. espionage. Yeah, I mean, there's probably more money in comedy if you do well than like these prestige TV shows. Anyway, like even that, we get it put up. It's like the on world's FXX. ready to laugh again. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We should start. Yeah, we'll start doing funny stuff now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we tried to avoid it for the last year, just because. Mm-hmm. So all right, well, we, t- we tried to like, tone it down a little bit. That's why you mm-hmm. know that we haven't been as as funny as we could have been over the last yeah. year. Yeah, playing with half a day. Okay, how about this? Um, this is from David. It's called The Assassin. He also highlighted ASS, which I'm not, I'm, I'm not so sure about the stylization. He said, this is a tale of the world's worst assassin. Okay. But his targets always die. After being sent to kill a mob boss, he accidentally gives them a real tic-tac instead of a poison one, but the mob boss chokes on it poison anyway and dies. Poison tic-tac? Yeah, you don't know poison tic-tac? <sighs> That's what you're doing these days. Uh, he misses a sniper shot, but then a piano falls on the target head. So, like, he's the world's worst assassin, but he accidentally gets the job done. Yeah, he's like an inspector gadget. Whose idea mm-hmm. is this? This is David's. David, and what's it called? 
ass. The assassin. Yeah. Yeah, the assassin, but let's like emphasis on that. The ass. It's being framed by another assassin for a murder he didn't commit. The CIA sends him on a death mission to kill a rogue Russian general with plans to use nuclear weapons. There he meets Yulia, a Russian agent, also sent to stop the general. She soon falls for his quirky ways, but he's gay, so it doesn't go anywhere but to friendship through some twists. And in the end, the Russian general fires the ICBM, but he messed up and it comes back and hits his own base. The end. <laughs> Is this a cartoon? Yeah, I don't think it's a cartoon. <laughs> this is a movie. This is a movie. I mean, he, they already gave us the endings. If this is an animated series, uh, perhaps uh-huh. I could see it. Oh, okay, so you're thinking Inspector Gadget style. This should be animated and like unbelievably silly. Yeah, you could really do slapstick there with like just a hundred funny ways where he tries to kill someone, fails, but then like his failure is so terrible that it ends up working anyway. Mm-hmm. Do you, can we p- punch up the name, the assassin? The assassin. What if it was just like the world's worst assassin or something like that? Mm-hmm. The incompetent assassin. Yeah, maybe you could play on like a hitman. Mm. So like what? Hitless. Hitless. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's something like that. Like the world's worst hitman, hit the world's worst assassin. I think it's fine. So you, we've turned this into a cartoon already. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't hate this idea. Yeah, I think as an animated series, I think that it could potentially have a, a little bit more like because it's you know if, if this is live action, it's hard to laugh at the comedy of people like <laughs> the, you know the mob boss getting the True. uh what he doesn't get the poison tic tac, he chokes on a real tic tac. Is that what happened? He chokes on a real tic tac. Yeah, I mean you know it's that's not really hilarious watching you know a guy choke to death on a tic tac. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and also, like, who's animating the show for us? Like, we're trying to make this show, but like, it'll be harder. We have a writers' room. We don't have like a whole team of animators that are going to spend Not the year yet. animating. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If we have an animator out there, then we could consider that. All right, let's go into the reality TV sector a little bit. This is from Rowan. Okay, Rowan says uh, her show's Big called Renette Second Fan. Date. Mm-hmm. Rowan says uh, her show's Second Dates. It, it's blind date with a twist, Rob. Yeah, the contestants think they're going on a first blind date. But they're actually being set up with someone they've met once before. For example, they could be set up with a one night stand they thought they'd never see again. Maybe an old high school classmate. Will they fall in love? Will they even recognize each other? Second date. Second date. I think that this is definitely an interesting premise. I don't know necessarily how like blind date you can necessarily like uh, go just like, okay, put you with you. You go on a blind date. Now you Mm -hmm. really have to do some digging into people's past and I do wonder if there are like valid reasons why people did not want to give like what there is one party who very much wants a second date and has contacted the show. And there is another Mm -hmm. party who did not want a second date and it did not happen. And there might be reasons why that second date didn't happen that are going to potentially be problematic for our program. A hundred percent. So I think, but you know, we've seen this on shows like big brother where they've set up people who are estranged or whatever. I think if you take both the people, and you say, like, all right, list every relationship you've ever had and everybody, and it's like, why'd this end? And it's like, yeah, we weren't feeling it. That's different than, like, you know, they were a monster or, like, they were a douche on the date or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, maybe if, if, it's, yeah. uh, if it's bad, you just don't film it. Like, what about You, know, you make 20 of these pairings okay. and only air five of them. Instead of, like, we're tricking people, how about a show where we take people who had a one-night stand and then... We are going to like 
send them on like some all expenses paid like a uh, weekend trip. Mm-hmm. So basically both parties consent to being on the program. They get contacted by the show. Hey, so-and-so, uh, you had a one night stand with this person. We're going to send you for a three night uh, stay in Miami. Are you up for that? And then we film it. What, what happens? I like it. So it's like love at second sight, but a second dates is, is a better title. I think second night stand. Two nights, two nights. I think I think second dates is like the is is simple enough. Hmm. I don't want it's Ruan's vision. I don't want to mess with her vision. Yeah, but this is not just a second date. This is that they had a one night stand, and then it did not go anywhere after that. Mm-hmm. So you have two people. They meet, go as far as you can go on one date, short of getting married. Is that right? Do I have I that mean- order right? Yeah, how about this? Yeah. If this was on Netflix tomorrow, a lot of people, maybe, you know, you're busy watching 40 Season Survivor. I got catching up on Succession and the Mets. But a lot of people well, are you know, binge would watch watching this show. Succession right now? I'm not binge watching. I watch like one a night. But how far are you? Of, I'm at the end of the first season. Okay. There's only 20 episodes total. Yeah. But how about this? The Mets, there's a lot of episodes, 162 in a year. Yeah. And we had the draft this week. I got a lot of kids. I'm a busy man. Mm-hmm. But Rob, we know a lot of people who'd watch this show sight unseen. Like, this is a very good pitch for a show. Yeah. But how do we make it? I well, like that we have the IP now. Yeah. But like, what, how, how would we make we the show? We put out Are a Google form. Submissions? Okay. okay. Uh, have you ever had a one-night stand? And if <laughs> okay. so, with who? Of- and do you yes. have their contact information? Mm-hmm. And then you tell us the people that you would want to, then for us to reach out to. Yeah, like you could have a yes or no. Like, would it be okay for us to reach out to this yeah, person? You're yes giving no? us the contact information. Yeah, of course. We will yeah, contact the your like one monster, night don't stand even mention him. and mm-hmm. say, hey, we're Robin Akiva. We're the producers of a new, a new show. What, what do you want to call it? Second Dates, I think. Second Dates. I think we could still, this is like specifically with the one, the one night stand is, is going is to do a lot of work for us here. Love at Second Sight. Again, I, I think you want to, like, if you have a, a second night stand, what do you call it? I think if we have a salacious title, I think it's going to get some attention. Mm-hmm. Okay. Second night stand think- is, uh, I think is, um, is, 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 is promising. I still think, I think there's a better, let's not get hung up on this. Okay, fine. So. Let's not get hung up on the names. Yeah. That's why, you know, on Seinfeld, we talked about this, uh. Larry David never wanted them to discuss the show title. That's why they just call it like the letter, mm-hmm. you know, the the note. Yeah. What's the opposite of a stand? A sit? One night Second sit? Night sit? I don't know. Lay down maybe? One one day stand. <laughs> one um All right, we'll we'll fix the name. Let's not let's let's okay. I, I think this is this is like the most TV friendly idea. Mm-hmm. This is great. I think it's a great idea. You I love just don't know idea. how I think it's very good. I just don't know how like we can have a writer's room write um, one of these shows, and we could put it together in a, in a few weeks. We got oh, a theme okay. song, everything. Well, let me blow your mind here. Okay, okay. So, is this a? What if it's not a real show? What if it's like a mockumentary? What if it's like The Office? Okay, so I, I, I it is a, okay. I like what you're saying. Let me just give you a little background. There were a lot of pitches, a ton of reality shows except it's scripted like it's a fake it's like a you know fake survivor fake big brother that sort of thing mm-hmm. and a lot of them had horror twists which so i'm not going to read them really 
Uh, but some of them were like, oh, they're in the Truman Show. They don't realize. Yeah. I like it. But now it's like, we can we make our idea crazier? Like, now do people care about the second yeah. night stand? Now that I say it out loud, uh, not as interesting. I, I want real people that went on. Right. I had a one night stand and then we're going to send them on a date after. Mm-hmm. I like I happen. like the idea of like, it's a TV show. It's a fake season of Survivor, but you're like watching and it's scripted. Like, you could do something really good with that or Big Brothers or, or a similar show. Mm-hmm. But I, I think our show is so trashy. Yeah. Like, what, what, it's like, a trashy uh, show. But I Kirsten think, says it's about hot dummies, right? It's yeah. a hot dummy show. But we have like a Mark L. Wahlberg type uh, who yeah. takes it seriously. And it's like uh, the, uh, this couple, they had a one night stand. Uh, and ultimately, uh, that doomed their relationship. But if they actually spent time together, if they got to know each other in uh, this setting, could it have gone somewhere? That's yeah. what also, we'll explore. Like, Couples, listen. What do I know? I'm, I've I've been with the same person since I was a teenager. Yeah, but like couples that had a one night stand, in theory, there was they chemistry are, like, there. There was some. Yeah, they're there batting was something a thousand. There. They're batting a thousand. It didn't for whatever reason. They were as a regret. Oh my god, what did mm-hmm. I do? Uh, that uh, oh, and now, or is one party mad? Like, hey, we had a we we had a great time that night. You never called me. Hmm. All right, I think this is our best idea so far. It's mm-hmm. a little harder to turn into a series, but I, I like this idea. Yeah, let me read some more. Maybe we need Eric Stein involved. Okay, Eric, I hope you're. I hope you're listening. If Help he's us listening out to this episode, maybe we could uh, go open up. I think he listens. Yeah, maybe he negotiation. Could. I mean, like this is gold. Yeah, we could. We could probably have this to air within mm-hmm. Eric. Again, we get- our goal here is gen. I mean, I know Netflix sometimes are like, I yeah. don't know how they pay. Our goal is generational wealth, baby. So mm-hmm. help us out. Yeah, that's all we're asking for. And we could put the writers' room on working on the title for the show. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they could. I mean, in the writers' room, might be casting for the, for this show. Yeah, they might be like they might be casting. Maybe they had uh, one night stands. Maybe they want to be on the show. I, the type of person who's who's like wants to be in the Renap writers' room probably has never had any any night stands of of any number. I'm okay. joking, guys. I'm joking. I'm teasing. <laughs> okay, this is how about this? Let's uh, stay in the relationship, but let's get a little weird. This is from Lauren. This movie's called Ghosted. She says it's a scary movie or a rom com. A man thinks a girl he's dating has ghosted him, but actually, Rob, she was she's a ghost turned the whole time. into a ghost. Yeah. That's all she gave us. She turned into a ghost? Like, she died? She's a ghost. Or may- I don't know if she was always a ghost, or maybe she okay. died, and that's a, why A she- man is dating a ghost. Well, maybe he's dating a woman, and, like, he goes away for two weeks on a work trip. And he doesn't know her that well. Yeah. They've only gone on in, like, a few dates. And he thinks she ghosted him. They had a great time. They were about... Okay. They were, like... And and really, she's dead. And like, but then she's still seeing him. But she's a ghost. Yeah. And so, okay. So here's the, here's the thing. Okay. So we see the like opening act. Person goes on a date, and uh, and you know, it could be a guy and a guy. It could, you know, so somebody goes on a date, and then they had a great time, and they go to look them up, and then uh, no response back on the number, and then they start to do some due diligence, and upon like uh, like oh, I'm going to swing by their house. They find out like, oh, no, this person died uh, years ago mm-hmm. or oh, years or ago. this person like died like uh, I probably like recently makes it like. Uh, but but hear me out. What if it, and then it goes in the direction of like, hey, this person is like a missing uh, person. And now this person's coming around and now all of a sudden, like now they are a person of interest in the disappearance of the person that they have been ghosted by. 
wow, this person is like coming around. Wait, mm-hmm. who are you? We've been lo- we've been looking for Jamie for the last two months. Is this the plot of the movie Ghost with Patrick Swayze that I've never Definitely seen? Definitely not. No. Okay. What's the plot of that movie? Uh, that Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore, they are um they, they're um married, I believe, and then um that Patrick Swayze is involved in some like shady business or he has like a business partner who there's some sort of like shady dealings and he hires like a hitman to like um maybe mug Patrick Swayze, but then he gets killed. And then Patrick Swayze is a ghost and Whoopi Goldberg is a medium. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, should we put that in there? She uh, Whoopi That's Goldberg good, won an right? Oscar for her ghost. This doesn't sound like a serious enough movie. Well, I don't know. That it was it's a serious movie. And then and then Whoopi Goldberg is the only person that can hear Patrick Swayze. And mm-hmm. then he has to That's go. That's where I hear dead people comes from. No, it is not. <laughs> That's a different movie. And then sure. uh, there's just a go tell Demi Moore about like what's going on because I think that she's in she's in danger because uh, then she's like hanging out with the guy who was uh, arranged Patrick Swayze's murder. Wild. All right, but I, I, is this is this a leader in the clubhouse to you? To me, this is fun, but it's not. I don't know if it's our story. Yeah, no, I think we're playing around with it, but I think it's still not as good as the uh, one night stand again. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sarah with no, Sarah with no H. She's got a TV show called Good Leads that might sound familiar to you because it's a callback to this podcast. Mm-hmm. The elevator pitch is Kiki Palmer stars in this workplace situ- situational comedy as a talented sales perform- sal- talented salesperson for an underperforming company. Despite the company always being on the brink of failure, Kiki is a star seller. What's her secret, Rob? She dives deep into researching her cold calls. Part investigator, part do-gooder, Kiki always can find a way to help her client make that sale. The show can feature a great ensemble cast of characters and go through trials and tribulations of workplace situations, promotions, acquisitions, downsizing, but also following a case of the week format as she works on researching, helping her clients to make her sales. So we had a, okay. we had a pitch on this show. We're basically like to make sales. Uh, there would be like a cold caller who'd like learn everything about the person. Yeah, Hot calls, hot calls. So she changed it to good leads, but okay. it's a similar idea. Yeah, we. I think that's basically that the, the conversation. I think went like, uh, you mean like that? The, they just have like a list of good leads that. Uh, so basically, <laughs> yes. we uh, explored that a little bit. So I, I think the idea of having a celebrity talent like a Kiki Palmer, unless Kiki Palmer's agent is sending this to us, I think it's mm-hmm. a little bit of a mistake to go too far down the path of having yeah, we, a Kiki yeah. Palmer vehicle. Maybe a Kiki Palmer type, but yeah, I agree. I, I agree. Like most of these shows, do not have a specific person pitch them, but it, it could be anyone. What's her industry? I mean, who's doing like? I'm not a big sales guy. Who's who like needs leads for things? What type of business is like cold calling for leads? I mean, for the amount of work that she's putting in of like going undercover and learning everything about people. But isn't that the funny thing that like she's doing this obscene amount of work and maybe it's not even like the most lucrative job? It's like so stupid that she would like. Like, what is she selling? Like auto warranties and then getting to like uh, (laughs) getting to know everything about people? Maybe like some sort of insurance. It's like car insurance. Okay, Maybe Geico this? could be a pre- right. presenting sponsor. She, does she uh, go on like Uber rides with people, then learns everything about the driver, and then uh, contacts them for like uh, auto warranties? Something could definitely be something like that. Just seems like uh, after one episode. Maybe it's a, this is more of a movie than a TV mm-hmm. show. 
The stakes are pretty low for a movie. Stakes are pretty low, but what if then... Um... Because we, I think ours was more violent, right? I think we had like, uh, I think we had like threatening them. Oh, I think they said like, you were going to burn your house down if you don't. Yeah, we're going to like burn the house down of people who don't, who don't like, uh, yeah. you know, give into the sale. So I think this is cute. I don't think there's enough here for a good lead. Okay. All right. And it is our idea. So mm-hmm. uh, we do. But, uh, look, if Kiki Palmer is interested, uh, we'll work yes, on it. Yes, Kiki, you have your people call people. Okay. This is from Julia. She says this could go either way, a TV show or a movie. And she says the working title, which we're welcome to uh, punch up, is called Ex-Best Friends. Ex-Best Friends. I like this one. It's a story about two women who used to be best friends until something happens to make them not be friends anymore. Viewers try to guess what happened that led to the demise of their friendship. The series, or movie, I guess, opens in present day with two adult women. We'll call them Allison and Julie. Bumping into each other in a grocery store or at a bar, wherever. We learned that they used to be best friends until a huge falling out happened. On paper, Allison Rob is super successful. Harvard grad, working as a professor, married with kids, and Julie is struggling to make ends meet. Working multiple jobs, failed relationships, and she has a tiny apartment. They're both very intelligent, but living two very different lives. Each episode of the show explores potential reason as to why they're no longer best friends. This is done through a series of flashbacks, along with present-day scenes. The story could also potentially be told through each woman's viewpoint. In the series finale, or the end of the movie, we learn that they stopped being friends for a very dumb reason. All right, I don't want you to tell us why we stopped being friends. I think we have to come up with why they stopped being friends. Okay. So, What do you think about this? Is this a comedy? I think if it's a TV show, it, it's so it sounds like a little this is this is us. Yeah, it's a little this is us. But I'm wondering if the stakes are so small. Like I feel like it should be more of like a How I Met Your Mother of like uh, mm-hmm. they're in the maybe like every episode is like uh, starts with this run in in the supermarket, and then we're flashing back to a previous point in their relationship. Wait, so every episode they meet in the supermarket? No, it's the one conversation. Oh, so like they're online I mean, how behind many each other in the they, supermarket. Yeah, how many hours is this conversation? If like the, if the series is going like four seasons. Well, I mean, how long did the dad talk to the kids on the start of How I Met Your Mother? True, it's true. That's a long conversation. Hmm. Um. Yeah, maybe they like meet in the supermarket and they like go back to so, like into someone's car and then go back to their apartment. So it's like a long, you know, maybe se- each season they're in a different spot. Hmm. Yeah. So I, I think that this is a funny idea, but I don't think there's enough here for a series of the stakes mm-hmm. are so small of why did these two women get into an argument? Yeah, unless it's like we do a straight comedy, like the stakes ultimately stop mattering. So a little bit like him, him right? And it becomes more of a an ensemble just sitcom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but let, well, let's let's sort of punch up and let's let's sort of workshop. What would be a funny reason that also like would hold up why they stop being friends? Why did they stop being friends? Well, Can I give you hers because I didn't love it. What is it? Um, Julia says in the series in the series finale in the movie we learned they stopped being friends for a very dumb reason. Julie won the eighth grade science fair, and Allison was upset because she was the smartest in the class. So she ended up switching schools and distancing herself from Julie. I don't think they could be broken up for friends by eighth grade. I agree. I agree. This has to be like beginning of they were like best friends from high school that go to college together and split up in college or something because mm-hmm. like well the or flashbacks after. have to go like start in eighth grade and then go through college or something right so yeah i don't know i don't know like uh what's a good reason that would be like ultimately interesting why they broke up i mean i don't have it at the <laughs> my fingertips i mean like but i think there's a lot of false alarms like red herrings it's like they were fighting over a guy no it's not it 
maybe they like get into a relationship with each other at that at one point. Nope, still not. It's like you keep thinking, oh, that's it. And then it's not it. Yeah. The show has to stand on its own legs, though, because if it's Mm -hmm. only about this question, the question is so uninteresting that (laughs) like, who cares? Are you going to tune into this show every single week? It needs to be like, uh, you know, uh, like a broad city where it's like the two women are so funny. Yeah. Okay, fine. So we have to like commit to make it really funny and knocking the casting out of the park like broad, broad city. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember the show Reunion? It only lasted, I think, a couple episodes. Um, it sounds familiar. It's I think it's the most similar where it's like a 20th, a 20th um, anniversary high school reunion. I think someone gets killed there and then they have to figure out who did it. Like in every episode is about someone different or oh something. Oh my God. My wife watched it. Okay. Well, was it recent? And by the way, my 20th reunion, if not for COVID, would be, I think, this month. Oh. 20th high school Happy anniversary. I got an email. Like, do you guys want to do it on Zoom? I'm not sure anyone responded. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I, I really like this idea, Julia, but I'm not sure. Yeah, it, it, like the stakes are so low, which is fine. I think it's funny to have low stakes, but then you have to like knock everything else out of the park. I'd put this in the maybe pile. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, should there be so like I mean, is it bigger stakes? Like, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think there's enough here. Okay. Okay. Um, this is called chart, but it, the chart heart, it, like it's C H E A R T. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Sorry. It's from Travis. He said, it's a procedural crime drama from the perspective of the murderer. Think Dexter, but for network TV, a.k.a. cheesier. It's about a high profile, we'll say a New York doctor, a high profile New York doctor who's obsessed with making charts about his sports knowledge and other random topics. Mm-hmm. He gets Go divorced. On. And one day he overhears a fellow customer who claims that Derek Jeter is the greatest shortstop of all time. After luring, this is a little bit like the mascots thing. After luring him out of the bar, he stabs him in the heart. Then opens up his Google Doc and adds him to the top of his chart labeled most interesting person. Getting the taste for killing, he then starts finding people he disagrees with on random topic. He's ranked a different story per episode and always stabs them in the heart. Well, I think he should be a heart doctor also. I think he's a heart doctor. Hmm. And like that's his thing. The murder person could have lost uh, lost high flashbacks to some interesting event. They will then be added to the chart at the end of each episode. Chart. I like the and it's like a lowercase C and then a capital H. <sighs> uh, who would watch this? <laughs> Who's this for? Yeah. Who is this for? A procedural where it's it's like Dexter, but uh, if you want to make po- a show about mm-hmm. somebody who is like where. Dexter is a serial killer that then like Dexter is killing the bad people. So I don't think you can have a show where the main character is we're following the life of a serial killer who's killing people who have bad sports takes. Yeah, it's pretty niche. (laughs) It's like Dexter is doing bad stuff, but you are supposed to be like rooting for him because he's killing the bad people. Where this is mm-hmm. just like a lunatic is on the loose, and now we're following this person. Okay. Um, after two, it makes silly no podcasts- sense. Why does he have to stab them in the heart? <laughs> I, well, he's a heart doctor. I don't know. Maybe that's his like thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone has a, a pitch for uh, based on. I mean, our- he could just give them a poison tic tac. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of those flying around. Uh, do you want to hear about Nicole and Marisol of a murder? Yes. 
After two silly podcasters are brutally murdered, mm-hmm. leads have no leads. So their wives start a true crime podcast and with the help of their audience, solve the murders. Yeah. Okay. This Didn't a movie, I, not a TV show. Uh, come up with this when we talked about uh, My Favorite Murder? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't think we were the ones getting murdered. Yeah, in that okay, but they they are on the hunt for our murderers. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of pitches about us. Do you want to hear about Keeve Sino Man? Well, Keeve well, the Vampire that, Slayer. <laughs> so it's almost like that if like you have two women whose husbands are murdered, like it becomes like um, not as much of a comedy. Is it a, mm-hmm. a drama? Except they're like not taking it as seriously as they should. And people are like, hey, how come they're like not that concerned? Right. Where my pitch (laughs) with the My Favorite Murder women was that, you know, it's like that they are brought in to like solve a murder, but they're also like uh, like drinking wine and making podcasts. And I feel like that that they could be treating it lightly. It's hard to get comedy out of, you know, two women looking for their husband's murderers. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, this would be a comedy. We just have to have the right people. Maybe Abby and Alana from from uh, Broad City want to play. Yeah. Uh, All right. Go ahead. Give me some of our ideas of the okay. ideas featuring us. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, this is a wild one. It's called Renappy Together from Taylor. Uh, the backstory is uh, after listening to the Alphabet Draft on the 32 Fans podcast, the owner of the Chargers hires Akiva to be the new team GM. Akiva and his family pack up and move to LA along with Jordan Kalish, who Akiva hires as assistant GM. He was on the job for a few months when he realizes he has the power to make the Jets a better team. So Akiva makes this, uh, he's, remember, he's the GM of the Chargers. He makes a series of moves, sending most of the Chargers top talent to the Jets with very little return. He and Jordan Kalish are shortly fired and banned from the NFL for life for collusion. Akiva's wife cannot stand the sight of her shameful husband, takes the kids, there are plenty of money, and leaves Akiva with nothing but the clothes on his back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his goldfish uh, okay. Elmo has Corona. All right, get get Akiva and Jordan Kalish and all this uh, out of there. But you know, it is crazy that people are like grow up as sports fans, yes. and then go and work for sports teams. And mm-hmm. I, I do think it is an interesting idea to explore that. You know, what if like there was a guy who was uh, like say. You like uh got hired uh to buy, you you like have been writing about like football. You get hired to go work for a team and say say mm-hmm. it is the Chargers, but you still have a favorite team. Does yes. there is nobody in any of the major sports that ever tries to steer favorable deals yeah. towards their favorite team that they grew up question. for. 30, 40, 50 years rooting for? I had a friend who was a Mets fan. He was like a serious Mets fan, but I don't think he was like one of the most diehard crazy Mets fans we know who worked for the Mets. And I said, you know, I would never work for the Yankees. He said, if the Yankees offer me one more dollar than the Mets, I'm out of here. <laughs> and I said, no, I would never, like, I would never, I couldn't like come home to my family at that point if I was a Yankee fan. So I, your point is very good. I've thought of it a lot. What about sports writers? Like they all pretend to not be fans. Like, Mm-hmm. athletes on the teams also what if an athlete was like well i really like i'm on the Bengals, but i like i like the browns um by the way the end of renappy together pitch is that i end up being homeless and then uh you see like a person in the supermarket whose shoes are untied uh whose brown paper bag you realize does not contain booze but a bottle of coke zero and uh you invite me to live in your house and then uh you try and keep me hidden from your wife Meanwhile, Jordan Kalish uh, is a Kramer-type sporting character who's been banned from the NFL. It opens a chain of bagel stores around LA. What is this, season two? (laughs) 
Uh, it's a TV show. There's a lot going on. Yeah. That's all the pilot. This <laughs> all happens in one episode. Uh, yeah. Is it in the theme song? Could Wolf from America uh, yeah. put this all together? <laughs> Maybe you should write it for uh, everything. Uh, Rob buys a new house. This is called Keeve Sino Man. Yeah. And is putting in a pool. When he digs a hole for the pool, he finds Keeve frozen in ice. When he thaws him out, he has to teach them uh, all about the, teach them all about the modern world. Did I forget to mention that Keeve is a caveman? Rob has to teach him how to do things like tie his shoes, do the dishes, use a stapler. We think people think I don't know how to use a stapler. So, is it like your ancestor? I think it's me. I don't know. He it, like I don't know how, how are I got you frozen, frozen yeah. in ice underneath. Not sure. Yeah. Not sure. All right, but let's talk it through. So you're okay. Fine. So now, it's so you're a K, uh, uh, a Keeve I mean, man. Yeah, and Man is like an old is like a person from like the Stone Age. No, I, right? uh, yes, I understand. Yeah, I'm asking. I don't. I yes. haven't seen it in a while. Yes. Okay. I think Brendan Fraser and Paulie Shore joint. Hmm. Well, he probably holds up also. Probably, but I I just don't get it. Like, how are you? You and then. You're a caveman. Yeah. Caveman 26. Maybe Dante is the pitch from Dante. Maybe Dante's joke is like, I'm a caveman now. And like, you'd still have to teach me all these things. Is that the bit? I'm not sure what the bit is. Okay. Uh, I don't think there's enough there. All right. Should we go back to serious ones or you want more silly ones? I mean, what if you got frozen in ice and then woke up in the future? That's not a bad idea. Well, here's a future pitch about both of us, Rob, from Matt. He says, in the near dystopian future, it's rarely like a topian future. It's always dystopian. Mm-hmm. Podcasts have been outlawed. Oh, no. Rob and Akiva go underground with a pirate operation, but are inevitably busted. Now locked up with others of their ilk. The, pod- the duo must survive podcast prison long enough to figure it out. It What's podcast prison? I don't know. It's like Mark Marin is like doing shtick and I don't know. Joe Rogan is like telling us why not to take. I, it's, it, it, I don't know. Bill Simmons is like calling up all his uh, friends. Mm-hmm. What's going on in podcast prison? They put all the podcasters in a prison, and the ones who like dare to keep podcasting in the near dystopian future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like if they outlaw podcasting, we'd probably just stop podcasting. <laughs> well, what, what, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, well, Matt calls his pitch podcast is the new, the new black, which I guess is like a play on Orange is the New Black, which yes, takes place that's in jail. What it sounds but, like to me, but I don't know if that's the name of this show. No. Okay. Podcast um, jail. <laughs> yeah. Do we have any more real ideas? Yeah, let's go back to some real ideas. Absolutely. Um okay. Do you want to hear? All right. This is from Excel Shannon. Okay. It's called Home for Arbor Day. All right. This is a movie? Yeah, it's a movie. The whole thing is marketed and starts off like every romantic holiday Hallmark movie. Some attractive big city girl with a career oriented boyfriend who has minimal holiday spirit travels back to her hometown yeah. to help her parents dying tree or some holiday related business. She then falls in love with a handsome and seemingly perfect local. Yes. The twist is that the guy turns out to be a murderous psychopath and then the back half of it turns into a straight horror movie. Okay. <laughs> so it's like you, we market it as a Hallmark movie and then people are just completely horrified okay. halfway through. But does it air on Lifetime or the Hallmark channel? <sighs> it's a good question. I think like where would people be more mad if it was in theaters and they're like, all right, this is weird. It's like Hallmarky, but okay. Mm-hmm. Or I think we'll get more viewers if it's like on Hallmark. I feel like people just 
eat up that slop. Okay. Like, there's, all right, this? this is a Hallmark movie, eight o'clock, I'm watching. All right, a little bit of a twist on this. Okay, what if we take like our slasher idea? And what about if there was somebody who is a big environmentalist and then is killing the worst uh, polluters and people who are not recycling and then uh, sort of like a Dexter type idea, but uh, focused on the environment. Okay. And they're killing like, how about instead of Green New Deal, like you, you the... It's Green New Dead, and like the L becomes a D. <laughs> Green New Dead. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's Scream New Deal. Yeah, something, Scream something New like, Deal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Were you a Scream guy? Uh, I saw all the movies in the movie theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah one, so two, three. I, even I though I'm not I a horror movie I think there's a fourth one, right? I think there is a fourth one. Mm-hmm. Probably, probably a five at some point, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think about that? I like it. I like. I, I don't know. I don't know if like our movie should be a horror movie, but I do like this idea. Mm-hmm. Well, I kind of think it's a t- it's a TV show like a Dexter. The only thing is, I think like the environment is boring. <laughs> like I don't think we're gonna I, like. I, I, listen, listen. I no one cares more about the environment than me. Famously, like I'm a big environment guy. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if like that yeah. pitch is sexy. Well, but at its core, the show asks the question: If somebody is a major polluter, do they deserve mm-hmm. to die? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the question we've been asking ourselves. Because I think years. that yeah. that ethically, I think that there are probably people that are listening to the podcast that says, "Yeah, you're 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 being you're the one Shut of the world's up, worst polluters." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe we have a list of like the top 10 worst polluters. You're not directly killing people, but you're killing, uh, if not mm-hmm. humans directly, which you George. may or may not be doing, certainly mm-hmm. animals and wildlife. What if there was like a team of vigilantes that were going to organize and murder the world's worst polluters? I think there are some like sort of eco terrorism type of movies. I think maybe Joseph Gordon Levitt or one of those type of guys was in. One of them. There's like a few of them that came out in the in like five years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I just don't think okay. that's going to bring. What up about the our protagonist wealth? is an FBI agent who is on the mm-hmm. the detail of that there is a there is a group that is organizing to murder the world's worst polluters, and then mm-hmm. our hero is sort of like uh, you know stuck with conflicted. The, yeah, conflicted. Yeah, and also he hates the environment. He's like a he's like a Nick Offerman <laughs> in Parks and Recreation type. Like he knows that like no. it's wrong, but yeah. he also doesn't really care about yeah. the environment. I, I mean, I think that uh, Ron Swanson l- loves the environment, loves the woods. No, but I'm saying like he's a government employee who doesn't like the government. This is like a anti eco terrorism guy who like is meh on on like uh, the environment. Mm-hmm. You can take it or leave it. You know. Yeah, I think hard to have that as our main character. Yeah. Yeah, like I mean, uh, I Ron Swanson's like, like a little two dimensional. I think that that's uh, we want our mm-hmm. we like. Uh, I think for this show or movie to be interesting, well, he makes canoes. Yeah, but I think that we want our our our, our protagonist to be. I hear you. Layered. I hear it. I hear it. Can I can I pitch you a few more? Sure. Okay, uh, let's go with something lighter. We've had some some uh, horror movies. This is from Mark Levy. It's called Video Store Days. Very simple. This workplace comedy is about the last video store in a small town. Set when Netflix really starts taking over. Okay. Video store day. So it's like Superstore. It's like Parks and Rec. It's, a, it's just a regular workplace comedy, but you sort of like know it's going to end. I will say, I was thinking about this when I read this pitch, Rob. 
I was in a blockbuster in 2000 whenever. And like the day, it was a couple hours after they announced they were closing that blockbuster. And obviously the employees were rightfully very, you know, broken about it. And I think corporate had told them like, hey, we're going to probably reopen another location, which obviously it was like a little too late for that. It was, you know, Netflix already existed. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I just like remember like being there as like it was very traumatic. The store had just like been told they were closing. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything there? A video store, the last video store in town. I just feel like there's a lot of that type of stuff. Like what? Like what is so specific about uh, this video store? Like there's I mean, just like a it- lot of like, hey guys, uh, now I hear there's this uh, Netflix uh, just. Uh, they're sending DVDs. Well, I think that would be like the finale. Would be Netflix. I don't know if like it would start with like the. I mean, I think Netflix it really comes down to then at that point. It's like the casting of that. If you have like the right people, like uh, anything could be funny. But I, I don't think right. there's anything particularly strong about the premise of people working in uh, a blockbuster. What do you think about males here? Very similar, but it's post office. Male is so, here. The mail's here. Sitcom that centers around a postal office. Is that and an expression? Workers. Mail is here. Mail's here. Never heard that before. No. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not an expression. It's like I don't know. The mailman comes and he says, "The mail's here." <laughs> Does your <laughs> postal service employee say when he when he drops off the mail? Mail is here. Mail's here. It's like a little, little, and he, and he dings like, a little. You bell. got mail. You used to get that on AOL. Well, I don't think the postal person has ever said you got mail. Although but, that maybe that's. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Mail's here. Is that a thing? <laughs> blues clues comes up, so it's like a blues clues expression. Maybe that's what. It doesn't seem like mail's here is a, is a really an expression. <laughs> mail's here. That's what we'll do in the mailbag. That's the. How about this? Mail's here. It's a story about. The intro to the mailbag for now on is mail is here. here. I've got an idea. Bachelorette party. Well, we're done with the post office? One second. Mail stripper comes and announces mail's here and all the ladies run down. Mm hmm. Okay. I don't know. So. Uh, We're done with the post office. It's done with the post office? Okay. I think so. I mean, I do think that the post office is a funny setting for a show. But do people hate the post office too much, you know? Do people hate it? I feel like that people like uh, there was like a, a lot of sympathy for uh, the post office when uh, you know people were trying to defund the post office. That's true. There was like a point where we only cared about the post office funding in uh, mm-hmm. back last year. Yeah, maybe like they're like uh, capitalizing on the goodwill. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple more uh, Gu- Guillaume, Guillaume, like yeah. Louis Guillaume, but with no R. Um, says uh, his show is called Back to Reality, a reality TV contestant who lost right before the end of the show, gets a chance to go back in time, and he tries to change his fate and finally win the show. So it's like uh, Back to the Future. He keeps trying to like do the right thing and and win his show. This seems like very low stakes for... I, I love mm-hmm. time travel, but yeah. we have our, our main character has... Well, he's trying to win a million dollars. A time machine, but there's so many ways you could get a million dollars with a time machine. But maybe he can only go back to that night where he's like on the island or in the fake Big Brother house or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it is low stakes, but low stakes isn't necessarily bad. I mean, Palm Springs didn't have high stakes, did it? Do you like Palm Springs? Did you see it? I have not seen it. Yeah, I think, well, it's, it's well done, but I don't think the stakes are as high. I mean, does Groundhog Day have high stakes? Like they get high at a certain point, but like it's just mm-hmm. a regular day. No. 
But why do we care? Well, it would have to be funny. Yeah. So I, I don't think that the premise itself uh, is uh, on its surface based on what. I mean, of course, we have a team of great writers. They could make anything mm-hmm. good. Anything. Yeah, they're gonna. They're gonna. I mean, listen. Uh, do you have a time travel I, idea? I don't. I don't have. A, there, we got a lot of time travel ideas. By the way, this is from. Uh, let me give you another quick one before I, I drop something on you. This is from Alex Forstenhauser. He says his movie's called Keep Hope Alive. It's an action comedy about a bodyguard assigned to keep a woman named Hope safe as she prepares to testify against a dangerous mob boss. As the story unfolds, we learn that Hope has ulterior motives and a list of people who want her dead is seemingly endless. Keep Hope alive. Hmm. Seems so pretty basic. Basically, they're like the bodyguards trying to protect Hope. Somebody's trying to give Hope mm-hmm. a poison Tic Tac. Yeah, poison Tic Tac. I, I, is Our there a relationship? Maybe has to taste all the Tic Tacs before she eats them. <laughs> oh, so he's the bodyguard slash like uh, food, food taster. Taste tester. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, how about? Well, we'll go back to hail to the chef. What mm-hmm. if that we have um uh, like uh, some sort of a uh food taste? So there's a president who's like very paranoid, and now they have hired somebody to be their food taster. And so basically, they have to then you basically they sit and have like every meal with the president. Okay. And again, like you said, the other things have those things. Like that is a fun idea. What is episode two of this show? <laughs> well, they, they become like, so they become like a, they hit it off. And this person they become has the a confidant of the president. And it's a comedy, yeah. I assume. Again, I know I said that people are not, but I like the idea of a, this food tester. Mm. Like so that would be a fun, I think that would be a your funny least job. Favorite things. That would be a funny job. Right. But it's, it's food and it's politics. Okay. Well, what if, it, what if it was like Elon Musk or something like that? Ah, okay. So it's like an eccentric uh, billionaire. Yes. So we're out of politics. Yes. Okay. H- hires a, you know, uh, you know, a young kid to be their food tester. Well, how young? I don't think he wants like, this kid taking a bullet. For- okay, that's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't hire a, a college graduate to be your food tester. Yeah, but I don't want like a child. And it's like, oh, well, if this kid, Not you know, actually eats Not, the poison tic he's dead. An adult. Mm-hmm. Somebody down uh, yeah. on their luck. It could be. It doesn't have to be a kid. It could be like um, a person who is like uh, you know laid off, forties, fifties. Mm-hmm. What do you think this job pays? Elon Musk's food tester. Elon Musk's hundred k. Hundred. That's not bad. This person's now up on their luck, mm-hmm. and that's their whole job. Like, do they have to like turn on his car for him in case there's like a car bomb or something? Basically, yeah, anything. Okay, so it's like he's the body man for Elon Musk a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where else this goes after that. All right, it's interesting. Uh, the, the idea of the food tester is good. Yeah, I like that. It has not been explored in cinema or in television nearly enough. We mm-hmm. can all agree on okay. that. Okay, so uh, I'm sorry. Where, so where were we? I don't know. Um, this, was a, this is like a high concept idea from Jeremy L. Reed, but then I think we should start narrowing stuff down. Jeremy says... Uh, his show is called No Escape. He says our protagonist is continually being hunted by the same antagonist through multiple different genres. Ultimately, protagonists genres? cannot escape the, the antagonist regardless of the world changing around them. So one episode might be a period piece. It could be a Western. So it's like a WandaVision. Yeah. Yes. It's, it could be a... See, I haven't seen WandaVision. Do they do this? A cartoon one episode. It could be a superhero movie. Like It's, it, it's the same guy chasing the same guy, but it's, it's a different genre every episode. 
a little too high division? concept. Yeah, I mean, I think they did different formats along the way mm-hmm. on WandaVision. So it's uh, like a fun idea, yeah. but uh, I don't think that that's a show. So I give, I definitely give points to uh, this is from Jeremy from Asheville, uh, like for an original idea. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know if it's for yeah. us. Uh, did we talk through Keep Hope Alive? Uh, I just, I think it's a good idea, but I think it's very basic. Keep Hope Alive. Oh. You like it? I mean, it's also a movie. Unless, mm-hmm. like, unless you want to turn into, like, I'd rather do a TV show unless the movie idea is just incredible. Yeah. What if Hope has a death wish? Well, so Hope wants to die. Oh, so now you've really zigged when I thought you were going to zag. Yeah. Hope, Hope is like stepping in front of the bullet. She wants to die. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yeah. So she's like trying to get, well, maybe she's like in cahoots with the mob boy. I don't know. Hmm. And like the person they're actually after is the bodyguard. What do you think about that? The person they're trying to get is the bodyguard. Like the bodyguard is protecting her, but really she's trying to like get the, you know, the bodyguard ha- is, is the person they're trying to kidnap. What, what about like this? Okay. What if that, okay, they hire the bodyguard to keep hope alive, but they're actually trying to kill hope and framing it on the bodyguard. Ah, that's not bad. That's not bad. They want the bodyguard to have the body. So they keep tra- putting them in traps. But uh, is this a TV show or a movie? Hmm. I think it had to be a movie. I think this would get old by like the fourth episode when Hope doesn't die. Hmm. Okay. All right. I, I, yeah, I don't know if there's a lot there for Keep Up Alive. Gamble and Dance from Tom. Okay. He says, Gamble and Dance are police detectives. Before Gamble became a detective, uh, he was, uh, she was a classically trained ballet dancer. Dance is a detective with severe, you guessed it, gambling addiction. So, Dance has a gambling addiction. Yes. And Gamble, Gamble is a dancer. Ballet dancer. Gamble okay. and Dance. Okay. This is, I mean, TNT would buy two seasons of this sight unseen. Okay. Gamble and Dance. And? That's it. That's how all does, Tom well, How does that, either of those things play into being detectives? Um, I mean, like, he needed to get a real job to pay for his gambling addiction. I don't think, other than, you know, so, our, our so, friends Sabine last so week, I don't think there's a lot of professional Dance dancers. went to police academy to get a, a payoff gambling debt? Mm-hmm. What, is Dance a dirty cop? You'd assume that the type of cop who has a gambling addiction, like he's probably a dirty, he, dirty cop. He could be a dirty on the cop. make. Mm-hmm. What about dance? Uh, what, about, what about gamble? Well, I think gamble is clean as a whistle. Clean as a whistle. And that's like they're they're uh, you know that's a tough pairing. It's like a it's a, a man woman uh, cop pairing. All and, right, and she is like a by the book person, and 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 he is a. Uh, so this is a ga- good idea. Okay, so so let's talk this through. So gamble and dance, and now also mm-hmm. like, uh, but word is out that people know dance is a, a bad apple. He's got a gambling mm-hmm. addiction. Everybody on the force knows it. They pair gamble with dance because they know she, uh, clean as a whistle, straight as an arrow. She's a good cop. Mm-hmm. She's got to be paired with. Make, make sure that. You know, uh, gamble or make sure dance isn't uh, up to any shenanigans. Rob, could dance's father have been like a legendary cop, and that's why like they let him in, even though he's he's dirty. Maybe he was like killed in action or something like that. Hmm. And like, so we like, like they would legacy? never let him in. But his father's like pictures on the you know the wall of the of the precinct. Mm-hmm. The legend, yeah. And so maybe dance is like, hey, 
like this uh police game got my father killed that mm-hmm. this is like uh like you know you gotta be on the make or you're an idiot yeah and like maybe his father we find out in later in the first season was a dirty cop also hmm. but then we find out in like the second season no he was like only did that thing to save his mom or something like that mm-hmm. and is there a, you think there's a romance between them hmm is it a will they or won't they for like 20 seasons? I'm assuming we're going to get at least 20 seasons. I think there should be some TNT. chemistry. Yeah, there's some chemistry. Yeah. Nah, I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, Gamble and Dance. That's such a great name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I, I, think it's, I think it's good. I, I don't know if it is like a, a home run. So it's, okay. it's a double. Do, now, I want to ask you a question. Because I could read you more, but we've we've gone through a lot. I think we're getting close to the end here mm-hmm. of, of of this part of the show. By the way, people have been asking for a uh, tamp- timestamp for the mailbag. Okay, a lot of people have been asking recently. Anyway, I, we have a couple options now. We could right now go through all of our the you know the five or six ideas that we sort of liked mm-hmm. and decide between them. We could choice B. Have our mailbag guest come on right now. We could pitch them to to her very briefly and have her help us with a fresh set of eyes. Or the choice I like best is we sort of get you know we make a we make a I'll make a like a sheet with all of our ideas and the fans vote for what we should make and then we'll go over it next week on the mailbag. Okay, that's fine. Um, what is in the hopper? I feel like okay, that we so, did not yeah, come up so with that many ideas that we yeah. grew, project greenlit. Okay, so let's narrow it down. If you think we need more, I'll, I'll throw out a couple more at you quickly. All right, Gamble and Dance, I think, is on the short list. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't love Save the Date, right? I don't think that needs to no. be in there. Um, okay. Oh, by the way, quickly, coming to you live. Imagine a reporter, it could be a news reporter or a podcast, that whatever they say comes true. Whether it's because of a magical microphone or a curse on them, they speak it and it happens. I think a magical microphone would lend itself well to a villain stealing the microphone. The reporter could have humble beginnings in an apartment, but they start getting notices for being so accurate. They rise to power quickly. Hmm. Coming to you live. Like that? So, uh, is it the microphone is magic? Yeah, I think it's a magic mic. Whoa. So maybe you should yeah. call it magic mic. <laughs> magic, well, I think that's taken. Magic mic too. Ma- well, no, how about magic mic, just MIC? Hmm. Magical mic? Hmm. I think we get away. I think we'll get sued into. Yeah. I don't, th- yeah, I don't, but coming to you live, that's not a bad name. Shout out to the Rob Father. Hmm. Is it a comedy? Is it I like it's click? Like, I think it's clickish. But I, now, is this? Do you think this would get old? Is this more of a movie than a TV show? He says it could go either way. He mm-hmm. doesn't have it on TV show or movie, David. Yeah. So basically, somebody like gets a podcast uh, studio from a genie. Mm-hmm. You think Shaq could be involved? Like Shaq? Could Shaq be the reporter? <laughs> Shaq uh, he's, Shaq's hosting a podcast, and everything he's saying is coming true. I mean, if The Rock is doing a network sitcom, we could get Shaq like in a in a you know. I don't mm-hmm. know if he's there like yeah. every day. I, I think set. this is cute. I don't think this is a real idea. Okay, fine. Um, all right. Other shows we liked were Our House, the the um, or or Work from Home. A diverse group of coworkers share the uh, winning ticket for a luxury home mansion. Mm-hmm. Right. That was from Peter. We have ex best friends. The story about two women who used to be best friends until something makes them happen not be for anymore was that was on the bubble. Do you think that should make it in or no? I mean, you put it on the ballot. Okay, fine. Ruan's idea, one of the leaders in the clubhouse, second dates. The show is blind date with a twist. Contestants think they're going on a blind first date, but they're actually being set up with someone they've met before. 
Yeah, but why don't you say what we got to instead of... Or will remind me because I just have the text in front of me. (laughs) We talked about a show about people who had one-night stands, and we are sending them on like a three-day weekend together. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Three-night stand. A three-night stand. Three-night stand is good. I don't know. I don't think we've nailed the name, but that's not bad. two-night stand? They go away for two nights. Two-night stand. Okay. I think that has a better ring than three-night stand, for sure. It should be two-night stand or nightstand two. Nightstand two is rough. I don't know. <laughs> now, now I'm not sold. <laughs> Looks like I worked up on the name. Second nightstand? Yeah. I'll have a f- list. Of, I'll have a thing on the forum for punch-up a name of, of any of these shows. Uh, Excel Shannon's idea home for Arbor Day that the that the person becomes a uh, it's a Hallmark movie I mean, the first yeah, step and then put a psychopath. I, I what, was uh, our, well, what was our twist on that? Would that that it's about a per, would like we got to where there's a person who is working for the FBI who is investigating a team of people who are going to be uh, murdering or assassinating the world's biggest polluters. Yeah, and okay. our so, FBI I mean, agent is sort of uh, conflicted about like, uh, do, do I let these murders happen? It's be- it would be much better for the planet mm-hmm. if if these if you know I I did not stop these murders from happening. And what what was the title we landed on? Was it Green New Dead? Did we top that? <laughs> that was sort I of for the horror good. movie. I don't think we have a working title for the okay. version of the basically trying to stop the pollu- the people who are trying to kill the polluters. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's about it. I think we've got about five or six ideas here and, and the listeners could pick one. I okay. want to hear any last minute uh, suggestions. If here? you've got that, if you've got them and they're good or, right, or ridiculously bad. Yeah. A, a couple more. Lena has a movie called going South. It's an animated movie. Stay with me. She says with a hilarious family of birds flying South for the winter. It has a similar arc to any family road trip movie, but it's better because they're flying. It's There's like, an uncle are we bird. there yet? But birds. Yes, it's Are We There Yet But Birds. Exactly. She mentions Are We There Yet. Uh, there's an Uncle Bird voice by Larry David. Again, it's hard to like, so, oh, that would be hilarious. But Larry David's not going to do this animated film. I mean, so, it's like a day of work. We'll give him a lot of money. Mm, it's not how much work I, could it possibly be. I mean, be? I think that it sounds as good as anything for an animated film. All right. Uh, this is from Josh. It's called Lone Star City. The name stinks, but I think the idea is good. The pilot opens with a handsome but seemingly simple gentleman from Texas. We'll call him Trevor. Initial casting idea, Timothy Oliphant. You're an Oliphant guy, right? Eh. Okay. So he exit. We could, I mean, it could be, it could be somebody else. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's not doing anything. Should we get Joseph Gordon-Levitt on TV? Hey, again, I, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> he exits a plane and enters LA. He tells the people around him that he's there to find work in Hollywood to help out his family who's back on the ranch. We also meet a mid-20 socialite daughter of a billionaire, we'll call her Kate, who's engaging in a night out on the town. As night draws to a close, she finds herself in the wrong part of town, and a mugger is able to take out her distracted boyfriend and threatens her. Luckily, Trevor happens to be in the area, takes out the mugger and saves her. Grateful for his help, Kate invites the well-meaning southern stranger to her next socialite soiree. So Trevor is a fish out of water at this soiree, right? Mm -hmm. At the end of the pilot, we see Trevor go home to his hotel alone. He pulls out a burner phone and then tells someone on the other side uh, of the phone, I'm in. Everything's going according to plan in a sinister tone, Rob. We then pan to see an intricate wall of newspaper clippings and revenge plans, and then a flashback of Trevor being the one to hire the mugger in the first place so he could stage the rescue. TB continued. This is kind of like Ghost. 
Yeah, this is good. I like this. Yeah. But Lone Star City is an atrocious name if it takes place in LA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You like this? Eh, it's fine. All right. Should we put it in the should we put it in the poll? I I, I don't think it's necessary. Okay, fine. Uh last one. Runaway Bride from Megan. A man's fiance goes Runaway missing. Bride days too, it should be. Well, yeah, there's already a movie true. called Runaway Bride. That is true. Uh, we'll, pick, we'll, we'll fix the name in a second. When a man's fiance goes missing days before their wedding, he puts out an open call for a PI to find her before the big day. Will they be able to find her in a race through land, sea, and sky? We're not, we're not big sky guys in the past. Katie, an effortlessly, effortlessly cool PI with a big ego. We have Will and Bill, identical six-year-old twins who are by the book, and Danny, an amateur on her first case. They're all on the bride chase. So this is like rat race, I think. Can they find the bride in time for the million-dollar cash prize? Will they do anything to take uh, it takes the sabotage of the competition, or they have to team up. This is literally rat race, <laughs> except finding a bride. Yeah. No, I, I don't think that uh, there's a gold here. All right, I, I think we got our list. Okay, fine. This was I'll, fun. I'll put up. I had a good time. The, the point was to pitch the ideas. If we do get generational wealth from one of these ideas, that is just a bonus. The real generational wealth, Rob, were the friends we made along the way. <laughs> That's true. All right, <laughs> we're gonna take a break. When we come back, uh, um, mail is here. Uh, we'll get into this week's mailbag and uh, take more of your listener submissions here. Anything else you want to say in the Project Greenlight portion of the program, Akiva? No, I had a good time. I will put up the poll Tuesday morning is usually when I put, when I put up the polls and people can vote for what gets made and then don't ask yet to be in the writer's room. I'll put out something. Uh, maybe that'll be in the form. Okay. The room. Quick break. I'm going to grab a coffee and then let's do the mailbag. <laughs> Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus. Okay, round 2. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. All right, we are back. Uh, mailbag episode number 131. Uh, we just came up with a several multi-million dollar franchise ideas in the first half of this podcast. We are on a roll. Uh, mail is here, and so uh, we're very excited to have a uh, guest here with us. Of course, uh, she's been with us uh, for many podcasts, including the uh, World's Biggest Stan and also... Renaf X, please welcome back uh, Kelly W, Kelly White, 
Kelly, how are you? I'm doing so great. I'm buzzed to be talking about my wedding and the mailbag. Yes. Okay. Well, Kelly, of course, uh, she's a co-host for the uh, Nathan for Us podcast with Kelly and Megan. Yes. Not Megan Kelly. Yes. And the what's the other podcast? Uh, we the also action movie podcast. Action Is it still going? Movies. Yes. Yeah. We haven't covered anything in a bit. We've okay. been a little bit busy with Nathan. Okay. All right. But Nathan for Us still going strong. Um, the number one Nathan for you rewatch podcast on the internet. I can guarantee that. Yes. Because we are the only one. Okay. So far. When we started, we were the only Seinfeld podcast by the end, not the only Seinfeld podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No one, no one make a competing one, please. That would make me pretty upset. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Akiva. Yes. So what do we want to talk about? Uh, new business, old business. We talk about a little of both. By the way, Kelly, who did not hear the first half of the podcast yet, and she, um, she did say, uh, you, you know, we we're talking about doing a celebrity dating show, which was one of our finalist ideas. Yeah. Kelly, can you repeat what you said, or do you not want to say? <laughs> yeah, I'll say it. I would 100% go on a dating show if I were not dating Colin. That yeah. sounds mm-hmm. like a great idea. Okay. All right. Well, we will not ask you any further questions <laughs> uh, about uh, our pitch for a dating show out of respect to uh, you and your fiance, Colin. <laughs> But I guess that is a good segue to uh, one, ask you, uh, did you have any Project Greenlight ideas for movies or film uh, or I guess movies and film are the same thing, uh, movies or TV shows uh, to pitch? I don't think I have any really good ones. I'm I'm not a big like TV or movie writer. I'm more mm-hmm. of a watcher and like maker funner, I yeah, would say. Consumer. That's more maker my style. Funner. Yeah. Okay. That being said. So we have been talking with Kelly for a couple of weeks now about this idea of Kelly potentially uh, being married on the podcast, which that uh, due to Canadian law, she she and her fiance Colin cannot be married by myself or Akiva, but potentially that you could have a wedding service that would be part of this podcast. Yes, we could do that 100%. And I don't think I've ever mentioned this, but we already have like rings and stuff. And I already have a dress. Okay. So we, we are like mm-hmm. prepared. You're ready to go. You're yeah. ready. To now, go. we usually on this podcast wear like, I see what Rob's wearing. Like, I'm in shorts and a t shirt. So would you wear your dress for the podcast? I feel like I have to. It'd be kind of weird because I podcast from our office, which has like mm-hmm. cat litter in it and like my dog sleeps under the desk. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's a vibe that we can go with. Yeah. Okay. So, Kelly, uh, we have been talking about a bunch of different things over the last couple of weeks about uh, should your wedding be on the wheel? Should your wedding uh, be in the mailbag? Uh, should it be part of a show, uh, Weddings Are Trash? Uh, should we wheel jam your wedding for a specific date? Did you have any thoughts on uh, how you wanted to potentially do this? So I kind of actually like the idea of it being random. I'm not going to lie. Oh. That's a little bit appealing to me. Um, I just think it would be fun. And we've had to change the date twice now already. So the date is absolutely meaningless. Yeah. Okay, Kelly, hypothetically, I guess first world problem, but the, your wedding is on the wheel for so long, Canada reopens. Yes. <laughs> what would you do? Would you then t- would you take the wedding away from Renap? Well, I think no matter what, we will we will be doing a reception eventually, probably not till like 2022 late. 
So that is like separate from the wedding wedding part. And prior to us deciding that the podcast would be a good idea, we were just going to elope alone. Mm. So, okay, you know, in in Canada, obviously, we were just going to go like down the street or something. Kelly, if your wedding was on the wheel for a while, would you be offended if your wedding got quicksanded? I would be a little offended if (laughs) it got quicksanded. We're not not doing that anymore, right? What? No. What if? But what if like listeners' choice? It's like Kelly's wedding or Robin and Keeva get trekked. If you lost the Star Trek or something, would you get mad? The Star Trek audience is pretty strong, so mm-hmm. I don't think I would be too offended by that. Yeah, I don't stronger know if IP enough- than your, what than your if, marriage. Okay. Exactly. What if, hypothetically, okay, your wedding comes up December 27, 2021. Akiva says, well, I've got a veto <laughs> in my pocket. Uh, it'd be a shame to not use it. What if your wedding got vetoed? I could forgive you for that um, because I appreciate a good prank. Okay. That would be funny. Kiva loves the chaos. And now you, your, your uh, future husband, fiance, yes. Colin, he doesn't listen to the show, right? He's a casual. So we go camping a lot in the summer. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll listen like when we're driving places. So he's mm-hmm. heard. Scare away the bears. Yeah. He's heard like the song of the summer is like his favorite one, but we've listened okay. to a bunch. Okay. Does he think that song of summer too? Oh, okay. Fine. Now, Kelly. Um. So, like, are you just going to be like, "Hey, guess what? Our wedding's next week." I just listened to the the mailbag. Are you going to like listen to the wheel spin with him every week? How would that work? I guess yeah, we could listen together. Usually, I just kind of like will play him things for the past few weeks when the wedding has come up. I've been like, "Hey, listen to this." So, I, I guess I could do him a solid and and actually but tell him you're going to get text. I know because sometimes we'll have a guest, and usually I'll text them right away, but sometimes I won't remember to or whatever. And so they'll like get a message from their friend who listened before them being like, Hey, you know, your episode is up next week. So you're, you, are you okay potentially getting a text saying like, by the way, excited for your wedding next Saturday or something? Oh yeah. That'd be thrilling. Mm-hmm. That's, I, that sounds thrilling to me. It's like yeah. a color war breakout. You know, nobody knew what color war was last time I brought it up. Mm-hmm. Kelly, you know, color war, color war. Is that like a camp thing? It's a camp thing. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I'm, I'm familiar. Mm-hmm. But well, you know, I, it could I break think, out. It could be any time, Rob. I think it'd be fun. I yeah. don't know. I mean, I would like a wheel jam would be nice because then at least we have some sort of idea of like the range. I have mm-hmm. ran this past my mom too. Um, she was really confused about it, but she thought it was funny. And Colin's mom is a big fan of yours, Rob. So oh, she was really excited. Okay. All right. Colin's mom is a big fan. And she's really okay. Anyway, um, the, I have a question, Rob. We need all right. It sounds like this is a go. Kelly is all in. Well, hold on. I don't think we've worked out the creative yet. Okay, no, I know. I'm saying to do this, we need to figure out what the episode looks like now, right? Because mm-hmm. it's fun. We could have people. We could have celebrity guests. We could have all sorts of things. But what is the what is the meat of the episode? Yeah, yeah. I I do like the our trash idea because I do think a lot of wedding shows are really really ridiculous. So I think we could probably find a lot of things that are really crazy that go on. And I think it would be kind of fun to make like a guide for other people getting married too. like, hey, don't do this. We saw it in X TLC show. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're watching like say yes to the dress and then you're getting married at the end of the episode. I think that that works, but I'm open to. No, but let's let's workshop this. We have a couple of different ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, Akiva, should Kelly and Colin have to take any sort of relationship quiz should we have some sort of like a newlywed game type uh situation to see how well they really know each other and maybe there's like some stakes in that you know they they might get in such a big fight that ultimately they call the wedding off 
a lot of people have suggested a newlywed game, whether they play against me and you or mm-hmm. a different, like another maybe RHAP related couple or just against themselves. We do have some sort of quiz. They don't have to play against anybody in yeah. theory. And then but we do have, if they, yeah. if they lose, then the wedding is off. <laughs> the, it has to be right. I don't hate that. I also like the idea of some sort of like honeymoon fund. If they're like Ooh. degrading themselves to come on the podcast. <laughs> Well, were they gonna, we're giving them money to come on. Like the, the listeners to, are. It's like a. It's like a fundraiser. Like half the charity, half to the honeymoon. Or something. What would we do? Yeah. Like, am I like getting a tattoo or something? What What is getting a tattoo? I don't know. It was the first thing that yeah. came to mind. Maybe, to, like, we'll, maybe we'll we'll work on a wedding gift, but let's not put it on uh-huh. the listeners. Uh, <laughs> okay. The, the listeners are like, oh, what? I have to pay. now. I have to like uh, send a, a wedding gift also for this you, virtual you wedding. Nobody has to. It's an optional yeah. podcast. If you want, they to didn't even yeah. get an entree, and they have to send like uh, <laughs> be in on the wedding gift. Well, I do also like a menu where like everybody could eat the same food while we're listening to the podcast or recording it. I do oh, like that. Well, what idea. would the wedding? What would the uh, <laughs> the menu be? I mean, we got the bride here. I can't decide. I'm mm-hmm. just like one of the wedding planners with you. I mean, yeah. I'm vegetarian, so I don't know if people love that, but I'm, I feel like tacos has to be on the menu at some point. Mm-hmm. We have to drink some champagne. Tacos okay, and so- champagne. So we're going to like order tacos to have them ready. Rob, see, Rob is out on tacos already. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Would you have champagne? Would you pop a bottle of champagne or something? And open a whole bottle of champagne. Yeah. Yeah. But there's like mini bottles you can buy too. Mm-hmm. Little tiny ones. Okay. So tacos and champagne. That was what the wedding was going to be. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean it was it was gonna be beer, but yeah. Oh, see, beer is easier. I think I feel like beer is more accessible for the for you know the listener. That's fair. Than just popping a bottle of champagne mm-hmm. for a stranger's wedding. I don't know, but I don't know if people like have to eat. I think the part part of the fun of you know you're attending a wedding from home is you can eat whatever you want. It's mm-hmm. kind of more freeing that way. Mm-hmm. Like I went to a wedding where they served us Indian food, which was amazing. But at the same time, when you're heavily drinking, Indian food isn't something that you know sits very well in the tummy. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Akiva, what do you think we should be doing in the Kelly and Colin uh, wedding episode? I think we could do a little bit of a few different things where we could watch maybe one wedding TV show for the weddings are trash uh, sort of element. And then we could play a game. Like, we could watch one, sh- one wedding related show and then play a game with them and then do the wedding. Okay. But well, I'm what, open for what should that wedding episode be? I mean, people could submit which wedding TV shows, but say it's the dress stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, world's cheapest weddings. We could we could laugh at those. Those were pretty wild. I've seen those. You don't want to watch a sitcom. You want to watch like a some sort of like TLC type wedding show. Oh, what 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 sitcom? I'm open to sitcom. I mean, I, like I don't a know. Like I'm, there was like nine Friends weddings. You want to watch a Friends wedding? To I'm get just into? saying. Is I'm, like I'm throwing out the example of a wedding mm-hmm. from a sitcom. Kelly, do you have a favorite TV wedding or a favorite TV show besides I Nathan mean, for you? You know, there's weddings in the OC. Yeah. We want to watch the OC. Well, I just feel like it's a little bit of a stretch. The oh, We're watching the OC wedding. I almost think we should watch like a reality show about weddings or, hmm. or something like that. The Rob okay. and Amber wedding special. All right, this is from okay. Brides.com. 15 TV weddings to watch before walking down the aisle. Okay. Oh. <laughs> a lot of homework uh, before we right. get married. Wow. From 15 to 1. Here we go. Uh, we have uh, Dylan and Antonia from Beverly Hills uh, 90210. Mm-hmm. Famous. Uh, Corey and Topanga. Oh, classic. So far, all things from the season three episodes of Fishbowl. Zach and Kelly. That happened in a TV movie. Okay. It's three mm-hmm. for three. Charlotte and Harry. Uh, we haven't done sex in a Kiwi yet, uh, but 
Uh, it is coming. Uh, Monica and Chandler. Dwight and Angela. First of multiple office weddings on this list. Uh, I would veto the office episodes, but that's a personal issue I have with the office. Why? Um, I watched it with an ex that I don't like, oh, who I need okay. to uninvite from the wedding, that's which fine. is a whole okay. other issue Fair we can enough. get into. Uh, Becky and un- Jesse. I mean, he's not. We're just we'll, we'll ban him from the freaking Zoom. He's uninvited. Forget it. Yeah. Uh, Becky and Jesse forget Fuller House. Uh, this is a everything goes wrong episode. Uh, Jesse decides to skydive the day of the wedding and ultimately ends up in jail. And Becky, because she's literally the sweetest, still agrees to marry him. Oh, that could be a good one. Full House wedding. I like that. That's fun. April and Andy from Parks and Rec. Uh, Crosby and Jasmine. It's Parenthood. Uh, Bert and Carol from Glee. Uh, then we have David and Donna, another 90210 wedding. Uh, Steve and Miranda, another Sex in the City wedding. Uh, Phoebe and Mike, another Friends wedding. Uh, ben and Leslie, another Parks and Rec. So it's like uh, all these shows the have like two shows. weddings. Uh, and then Jim and Pam is number one. Oh, classic. Snoozer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Sarah writes in and she has some wedding ideas. First of all, she says we could play the shoe game. What's the shoe oh. game? That's when they ask you a question, the bride and groom sit back to back, and then they have a shoe of each person from the couple, and then they hold up a shoe based on who relates more to the answer. So it would be like, who spends more money? And then Colin and I would both put up a Kelly shoe. Okay, so that's a little bit like, like a match. Do you like the shoe game, Rob? Should we play the shoe game? Uh, I feel like we no make one it knows a us podcast enough. friendly, like, yeah. uh, like it's a bell or something? <sighs> I don't Pumpkin know. I, I feel like that um, if if Kelly and Colin, uh, like, if we played some sort of like a newlywed game and they can't beat me and Akiva, mm-hmm. like, I feel like they should, they don't deserve to be together. Wedding's canceled. I agree. I, I'm <laughs> I, with I you do there. agree. Yeah. Because Rob won't even hang out with me. He won't even commit to hang out with me in July of 2022, Kelly. I don't All know. All you know I that. asked was, what are we going to do, <laughs> Kelly? Do oh, you agree matter. to just like, be- oh, should we, let, should we hang out on this particular date? And you don't ask, well, what are we doing? I think that's a compliment because I only say yes to that kind of stuff when I know it's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be like, oh, yeah, we'll definitely go get a drink. And then, like, but that's you know, not even get a drink. Yes. He knows that's, I would have forgotten about it. That's like, here's like, a, like, a, do you commit to an activity? And it's like, well, what's the activity? Well, yeah. TBD. Unless you can buy, unless you can buy tickets for it. No, it's mm-hmm. not worth it. I mean, if Colin said, hey, could we lock in a, a date on July 2022? 20, you'd be like, okay. Like, hey, I want to take you bowling that day. When I hear something that we're going to be doing that we can't just do over the Zoom call. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've never bowled over Zoom. Mm -hmm. Is that really what you want to do? You want to go bowling? Well, I want to think maybe we'll go to a Met game. We'll go bowling. I mean, go to a game Uh, is different than just hang out. mm -hmm. I've hung out in a hotel room with you and Chester before. You want it? Was that good? Should we hang out in a hotel room? Should we get a hotel room and just hang out? It was fine. Weird. It was, it was fine. It was fine. I mean, it's just a lot of, you know, uh, that I don't need to go hang out in hotel rooms with you guys. Okay. You mean you could do it from the comfort of your own house via Zoom yeah, or streaming? I don't streaming. have to travel just to talk to you in a hotel room. Oh, man. Uh, Sarah also says, as an aside, I do cross-stitch, uh, cross-stitch wedding portraits, and I'm happy to make a gift for Kelly oh. and Colin. Oh, that's so sweet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I, I really like the newlywed game. I suggested that to Colin too, and he was like, "I will be mortified if we lose to Robin yes. Akiva." If you lose yeah. to Robin Akiva, or what if we like set a couple up on one date? 
Or maybe it's their second day. What if what if we found a couple that had a one night stand and then one we night stand? Yeah, and then who knows them better? That's good. See, that is good. That is, that is, right. I like. Yeah. That. Okay. So what if it's not against Robin Akiva? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, Kelly, would you and Colin be open to if we found a couple that had a one night stand and then <laughs> mm-hmm. they had to answer questions about them and they've never had a second date since then? I would. I would be very intrigued by that. Yes. Okay. That perfect. All right. Listen to the first half of the podcast. It'll make more sense. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Okay. That's synergy, baby. Rob, what we're doing here, they call that synergy. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Um, so yeah, I like that. I, I think that there's some more juice to that than playing against mm-hmm. us in the newlywed game. Yeah, we would smoke them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do have a lot of secrets, so Oh. From okay. Colin? Probably. Okay. I don't remember what I've told him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you guys been together? Uh six years. Okay. All right. That's a long time. All right. So we're going to watch something and then, and then you're going to play the newlywed game against a mm-hmm. couple that had yes. a one night stand. And the, yes. And the stakes are if you beat the one night stand couple, you get to get married on yeah. the podcast. Okay. That sounds great. I think, I think this think... is a good. I think this is an episode, Rob. And if you lose, you, you don't have to break up, but you can't get married on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you don't have to go banned. home, but you can't stay here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not banned from the podcast. You yeah. come back the next week. Do Renap X2 or whatever. Yeah, and if you win, the one night stand uh, gets to be in the wedding party. Okay, that's fun. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this is fun. Like this is idea. coming together. What's the name of the episode called, Rob? Hmm. I think it's oh, I, I think it's just got to be like Rob and Akiva okay. marry a listener. No, well, no, we're not married. <laughs> yeah. <a listener>. Wed- <laughs> weddings are trash. Well, I think we got to make it clear that someone's getting married on the podcast. Okay. I think weddings are trash as too. All right, well, someone p- punch up the name for us, people. Yeah, dearly mm-hmm. beloved, something like that. What about renuptials? The renuptials. <laughs> the renuptial extravaganza. We a listener gets married on on it, something like that. <laughs> we have to like make it clear. We got to crush the SEO of this. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. This is bigger than Baby Rowan. Well, we won't get stuck on the name. Okay. Okay. All right. So, just, like, just like Rowan's mom didn't get stuck on the name Rowan and found something. <laughs> yeah. What about, uh, it's a nice day for Kelly White wedding. Oh, that's, that's very bad. fun. Listen, not that it's anybody's business if you're ever going to have kids, but what, what about Rowan as a middle name if you ever had a son? Yeah, I actually really liked that name. And okay, I was perfect. like, oh, man, I would steal that in a second. That would be like the ultimate destiny of Rowan if we could actually get a baby named Rowan one day. Rowan. All right. So this is official. This is happening. Put it on the wheel, baby. <laughs> All right. Yay. Wow. There you go. No right. wedding has ever got the Mario so, mushroom before. I'm so excited. Can't go happen next week. Let's have a one week, week waiting period. Okay. One week That's waiting good. period. Will Will's wheel waiting room. I'll start working out more and uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> make, make sure, sure I can fit into this dress that That's I have a suit. House. I think he does. He has like I'm sure he has a suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I okay. got some other ideas. But we could discuss them off air. Leave so leave some things as a surprise. I, I think he's a little nervous about like the COVID nineteen pounds situation. So mm-hmm. uh, I might have to. Just oh yeah, I, w- I went way past that. I only I we haven't discussed this. I only had one pair of pants that fit me, Rob. That like aren't sweatpants. Currently, well, I fit into a second pair of pants today. But there was a long, long, long time where I was like, only my thirty sixes, like only one fit me. Okay, oh, so, like, but you, you did a, you change something and now you are fitting in I more pants. Lost like two pounds because the pants I put on today didn't didn't fit like a few months ago, but they they slipped right on today. Well, what do you do? What's the secret to your success? I mean, the secret is if you gain thirty pounds, it's easy to lose seven of them. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a great diet tip for everyone out there. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You could accidentally lose them even if you're not trying to because it's so much weight. It doesn't take a lot to change. No, absolutely not. You for, you skip a meal because your wife probably like tricks you into not eating because she knows that you've lost that <laughs> mm-hmm. much weight. And there you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, no. All right. Yeah. They were speaking hypothetically, of course. Um, all right, can you get to a couple mailbag ideas? We'll have a, a little brief mailbag today. And Kelly, after this, if you have anything, uh, God bless you. Okay, <laughs> this is from Akiva's childhood correspondent, Andrew. Yes. My old, oldest friend. How is Andrew? Andrew? He's doing well. You're doing well. Uh, Andrew says that um, there, there was a... Me- he, he sent me a link to a Twitter thread where there was a guy who decided to park his car in every different parking spot in his local supermarket over time. He decided to, like, let's say there was 50 spots. Over the course of a few months, he decided to park in every single one of those spots. He dreamed as big as you could possibly dream. Right. He's a completist. Andrew's idea is that Robin and Kiva become completists. We become, like, the world experts or, like, devour everything about one topic or one idea. What can we become completists in, Rob? You have any ideas? Like we watched we watched every episode of Seinfeld, but what if like I mean we're not going to do this, but like what if we watched every episode of ER and like we binge ER, like we are ER completists. So we're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. But what are other ideas of things we could become completists in? Kelly, do you have anything? I think you could probably pick a really obscure like movie or director that could mm-hmm. be something. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to a podcast about the movie Don John recently, mm-hmm. which apparently is very bad. I don't know. Maybe you could get really deep into that. Yeah. I mean, why are we doing this? Like, I feel like that this seems like a lot of work. I'm not sure what mm-hmm. the upside is. It doesn't mm-hmm. see, uh, scream that You're it would be... You're talking about the entire Robin Akiva need a podcast? Or no, just this, just this, this particular okay, idea. Got it, got it. Uh, okay, it doesn't see like, uh, it, like, hypothetically, if we watched every single M. Night Shyamalan movie, mm-hmm. uh, would that be hilarious? If it's like, oh you my know, God. What if, what if it was like a director that had one movie? And then we just watched the movie over and over again? <laughs> no, once and the word completes, we completed his entire ouvre. Yeah. Um, to me, that's, you know, uh, not that funny. A lot of work. Like uh, on, the, on the graph of how funny, let me see if I can, uh, so like on, on, on how funny to mm-hmm. how much work this is, like very high on the how much work and how hilarious is like here. So, eh. Now, where's the here? Was it very high? Because the, is the audience very show? low. It was very. It okay. was very just, low. Just making sure. Just making sure. I'm on. Yeah, I'm on video. And I'm, I'm. I'm like plotting like a mm-hmm. lot of work. Yeah. X six Y one. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a high ceiling situation or okay. high floor situation. High, low floor, low ceiling. Mm-hmm. High floor. No, wait. The floor. The floor is the roof. Yeah. That's so, what Michael Jordan. Yeah. Where, where's the floor? I, where's the ceiling? Ideally, here? we want to be the like ceiling a, is a, low. Like, like actually, we want to and be like not that much work low. and hilarious. That would be the perfect podcast. This is the he's opposite. The floor of that. and the ceiling are low. It's a low yeah. floor, low ceiling. That's what. Yeah. Said. Okay. This is from high floor, low ceiling. No, high yeah. floor means that it, it, like it's not going to be bad, Rob. Oh, high floor I, I mean, is a compliment. I, it might be okay, but it's a lot of work. Yeah, so I think it's a low floor. You're saying low floor, low ceiling is the worst of both quadrants. Mm-hmm. High floor means like his prospect uh, high floor is like, well, we know he's not a disaster. Worst comes to worst, he's going to come in. They but said see, it about Jericho Cotri. Well, see, I think Europe. you're getting it. Uh, it would be like if we are, we're like spending a lot of draft capital on this idea. Mm-hmm. And it's also it. a, uh, a idea that is very limited. 
Got it. Okay. Uh, let me read an idea that maybe has a higher floor and or a higher ceiling. Maybe the roof. Dan Sinensky says... His idea is called Renap the Commercial. The first half of the episode, Rob and Akiva go through listener-submitted scripts or recorded demos of audio commercials for Renap. They let their top choices know the commercials are in consideration. The second half of the episode, the top choices present their finished commercials to Rob and Akiva on air. The winner becomes the official Renap commercial. Whether the commercial gets used or not, this is a good idea. Dan mm-hmm. says. Yeah. All right. I like this idea of we make it. We're making a commercial. So no, I think the listeners are making a commercial about Renap. Okay. And like you could maybe insert it in like uh you know the Bachelor podcast. Hey, we want to get some of the Bachelor listeners. We're gonna put the Renap commercial uh, you know, before the Big Brother show or before the Bachelor, before News AF. Mm-hmm. They could also drop a we could do a, a tit for tat. They could give us their commercial. So we're listening to Renap commercials. Yeah, people are making like the official commercial. We pick one and that becomes our commercial that we put on other shows. Yeah. What do you think? And people that that love this podcast, they, they could put it in their, in their own podcast. Kelly, would you put the winning Renap commercial in the Nathan Frost podcast? Yeah, for sure. I feel like we would, actually talk about this podcast a lot. So, Would okay. you want anything in return? No, we don't need anything. Okay, great. We're great. just out there living life on Nathan Frost, just hanging out. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be particularly funny? I mean, I don't know how good the commercials are. Yeah. Are, what do you think, Kelly? I think they could be really funny depending on what style people go for too. Like if they're trying to go for an infomercial style or if they're trying to roast you guys. Like I, I think there's a lot of options here. They could also be terrible, which is another version of funny. Mm-hmm. And you guys don't have to do a lot of work yeah. too. I like this idea, but I'm nervous that we might get zero submissions for this. <laughs> so maybe could we hear from people that might be that like oh i've got a good uh commercial if they would do something like this yeah i'm with you i think we need at least three people to commit to making a commercial before i would green light this yeah great um all right kelly do you have anything for us i don't think i have anything specific um i'm just happy to talk about the wedding mhm mhm I mean, this is going to be the cheapest wedding in history, I have to say, Rob. Like, I wish I got married on a podcast. Podcasts didn't even exist when I got married. Yeah. I mean, you guys can come to the reception whenever we do it. <laughs> oh, so we're invited? See, Rob, we the, really one of our main goals in the show was to get invited to people's weddings. Now we're invited. Yeah. That's, is this July 2022, Kelly? It's sad. So we haven't planned anything Oh, maybe for this could be what we yet, do. So. This could be our, our activity. Rob and I could go to the yeah. wedding together. Mm-hmm. Or we, could we be each other's plus ones or do we get our own plus ones? You can have your own plus one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. We've really yeah. opened things up since like, we realized that we could just do it whenever. Yeah, I mean, you always were able to do it whenever. Uh, when were you originally supposed to get married? July 4th, 2020. Oh, that's a long time ago. Yeah. Yes. Now, is that like a little stolen valor? Canadians getting married on America's Independence Day, Rob? Or is it like there's nothing else going on? All my friends on the internet are busy. I may as well get married. What do you think? Like, here's the thing. We got Canada Day off, so it just so happened that the date worked out really well for, like, leading into a long weekend. When's mm-hmm. Canada Day? July 1st. Oh, okay. I did yeah. not know that. I mean, I should have known that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay. He was right. a quarter Canadian. I'm a quarter Canadian. I knew one. I knew a 7-1, but not 7-4. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Speaking yeah. of dating and, and shows, this is from Yael. She says, Robin and Akiva are singled out. Yal says, I'm pitching myself 
a show and myself as the contestant on the show based on the 90s dating show Singled Out. Singled Out worked by there yeah. being a pool of eligible, ba- eligible bachelors or bachelorettes. And each time the main contestant eliminated a category, e.g. blonde, athletic, likes playing board games, etc. The eligible singles who fell into that category were eliminated like a human guess who. Yeah. I like the idea of human guess who. Uh, we did that one. Uh, once it gets down to only one person left, there's a big reveal. Up until this point, no one's seen each other and the remaining two people go on a date. That's the bare bones of the show. I'm open to being it being punched up or changed into whatever makes sense. I'm also pitching myself as the eligible bachelorette. I haven't been dating since the pandemic started. Then I'm vaccinated. Woo! I'm ready to get back out there. That, but that was her. I don't woo for... I mean, I'm mm-hmm. pro-vaccine, but I don't yeah. like woo for the vaccine. Uh, I can promise that I'm an excellent catch. Fun, funny. Is this like saying that's a good idea? I'm an excellent catch. <laughs> yeah. Fun, funny, friendly, smart, kind, witty, and tiny bit of a weirdo. Also, always up for an adventure, or at least a good story. Nap's been one of the few good things that's brought me joy over the last year. So, why not incorporate it into my dating life? Why not? What about, time? hey, I'm vaxxed, waxed, and I'm a catch. Oh. <laughs> Are those some of the categories? Like, mm-hmm. you're going to eliminate if someone's not waxed, they're off the list? Well, I, that it would be, I think, sort of like, uh, uh, all right, you want uh, vaxxed or waxed? Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, we just end the show if they pick waxed. Yeah. <laughs> That does sound like a fun idea. I, I've i never heard of this singled out show. So Yes, I think you're probably too young for it. But basically, <laughs> it was... Um, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Chris Hardwick uh, and Jenny yes, McCarthy, I think, were mm-hmm. uh, the hosts. Speaking of, uh, speaking of the vaccine, <laughs> one, one out of two on those. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it would be very hard to find it. So, and who is this from? This is from Yael, but not my sister, Yael. Okay. So I think it would be hard to find a pool of, you know, 25 bachelors mm-hmm. who yeah, want to be who. thrown into this human mm-hmm. game of guess who. Yeah, I'm not sure. And I don't know if she's dating men, women. It would help if it was both because we need a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, listen, if a lot of people are like, hey, I would do that. I'm up for that game. I'd do it. But uh, I, that's a lot of that's a lot of people to, to pull around. I think it is a funny idea. It is definitely an episode of a show. Mm-hmm. Question is is it is it podcastable? Is it? I know we sort of danced around this before, but have we ever done something that is along the lines of like, hey, I uh, am ready to be the Renap Bachelor or Bachelorette, and then uh, we sort of like a field prospective uh, partners. No, we haven't done that. We should do that. Yeah, but but are you taking away Yal's spot now? It could be Yael. Yeah. But does she have to fight for it? Are you making her like go into the ring if and fight If she's willing other to do it, I, I don't think we're going to have people fighting for who, who wants this. That's true. I think that's true. But I think that the problem is going to be how could have like other people volunteering to be the bachelor, but she's locked in as a bachelorette or something. Well, we're going to yeah. have a bachelor and a bachelorette. Maybe, maybe two different, two different, you know, maybe they're, they're different dating pools. Who knows? Yeah. But the question is like, uh, we need a way to vet the uh the pool yeah i mean i did a lot of vetting honestly some behind the scenes stuff on the um when we did the bachelor the rehapsler which was over like 100 episodes ago basically at this yeah. point right i i did a lot of vetting of people like i i did uh more than ever let on like yeah. especially of the fellas mm-hmm. make sure everyone's safe and whatever okay um yeah i i'm up for that i'm up for the single the idea. I'm up for another batch. yeah the renapsularette it's, it's time. It's been 100 episodes. I'm up for all this stuff. Okay. What do you think, Kelly? I really like that. I think you could have a lot of producers, too, or who are familiar with The Bachelorette because they pull some really wild things, like 
you know, a couple seasons ago, they had someone's ex come and perform. Yeah. So I think I think you can and you then can make something happen. We there. could get updates like from time to time on uh, how the Renapsulorette and her like uh, like uh, this could be like an uh, we don't have to do it all in one episode, or we could like uh, <laughs> play this out like in the mailbag every week. Somebody gets eliminated. <laughs> What do you give them? Because on The Bachelorette, they get a rose, obviously. What would mm-hmm. the equivalent for Renat be? Uh, what would they get, Akiva? A Twizzler? Like a podcast mic, but not a real one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a Twizzler. That's not bad. A Twizzler. Twizzler. Yeah, we accept my uh, pull and peel Twizzler. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, pull and peel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have like nine pieces and I pull one. Yeah. Like, what? It's one piece Boy, off what for a each busy person. Week. There's 10 uh, it's going to be the first week of July between Canada Day, International <laughs> Pull and Peel Twizzler Day, uh, <laughs> Kelly's uh, uh, original the wedding anniversary. Of her original yeah. wedding. <laughs> Which, of course, we're celebrating, sure. Mm-hmm. Wow, how crazy would it be if it's July 4th is the day we end up... Um, that's what, like what the wheel picks. If Rob or the wheel is a witch, that's what will happen. Okay, well, what day of the week is that? So that is going to be this year. The 4th of July is... Kelly, what is it? Oh, goodness. The Sunday. As if I know. Oh, it's a Sunday? Oh, yeah. that's when we record right Whoa. now. Yeah. Wow. That would be really, really weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Um, Akiva, you want to talk uh, schedule a little bit before we get to the wheel? No, let's spin? talk schedule and okay. then we'll spin the wheel. All right, All right. you you tell me what you, what's up. So, um, the patrons of Robin's podcast uh, already know this, but that it may come as a surprise to some of our listeners that I have a, a big cross country move coming up. Mm-hmm. When you say cross country, you're moving to Bulgaria, different country. No, across moving the across the United States of America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are moving to a uh, new location. We're going to be living mm-hmm. in North Carolina. Yes. Okay. Yes. Big. Such a big Michael Jordan life. fan. He yes. couldn't. He couldn't resist. Yes. Okay. Uh, so we have a big move coming up. Packing mm-hmm. up ev- everything in the podcast. I am going to go dark from the podcast i think that we're gonna well we won't miss any uh too many shows gonna people filling in zero dark potty is like what you're saying i'm going zero uh, dark. no sounds a no, little like uh too potty yeah it sounds like yeah. potty yeah okay. so uh that we're definitely gonna have some blackout dates uh coming up mm-hmm. especially the last weekend of may probably the first week of june and mm-hmm. I just want to open up the conversation. This is a very, you know, uh, you know, we try to be a free flowing conversation that occasionally touches on mature subjects. Uh, rarely, uh, but we collaborate that's, with the listeners. That's the Bill Simmons thing. Yeah, I, I, yes, I understand where it's from. <laughs> All right, fine. So, but I just want to say, like, uh, so just like, uh, let's maybe I, I don't know if uh, we, you and I haven't really talked this through about. Mm-hmm. Do you want to have fill in hosts? Do you want to? take that time off from the podcast okay so i think the options are you're saying there's probably two weeks where you are unavailable yeah okay so the options would be realistic options would be skip both weeks yep or maybe have a guest host one of those two weeks and skip the other week as far as i see it mm-hmm. or or, or guest host both weeks but I, or I potentially we could record something put it in the can and then drop mm-hmm. it during that time. We could, or we could record one maybe and have a bonus. Yeah, like we could do something like that. Mm-hmm. Or a two-parter even maybe. Mm-hmm. Look, we have an extra long mailbag and mm-hmm. like one week is one thing. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's see what people want to hear. And then next week we could, uh, 
you know, it's not for it, it. We still have a few weeks, right? So we don't have to decide today. Yeah, yeah we don't have to. We don't have to decide go. for. I think the idea of of like picking a random person and having them be the co-host, or maybe having like a more experienced podcaster as the co-host, but then maybe a third picking a you know a random person as the third person. That could be fun. Yeah, I mean, I do think it would be uh, interesting to have you know somebody filling in for me, and then just whatever comes up on the wheel, you're doing. The only thing is, like, I don't want you to be too comfortable. Like, oh, well, you know, you could just say I'm not in the mood next week. You get a fill in. It's like uh, it's like a marriage, Rob. It's like uh, I'm not in the mood tonight. Go find another lady. I don't know if that doesn't work. Then it's oh, wait, like, hold right, on. One time. Is that is, yeah. th- that's a negative scenario? Yeah, because I think it's a slippery slope. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, Kelly, you're almost a wedding expert. You've almost been married many times. <laughs> what, <laughs> don't you think? Don't you think it's like. It, it, like, all right, I'm going to step out on you once, but then it's like, come right back. No, it's like, no, all right, once we do it once, it's it's open season. I don't know. I, it, it makes me nervous that you're 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 going to... Let's say Megan wanted to miss a week, your co-host on the Nathan For Us podcast. Yes. Then she misses one week, then it's like, all right, you know, I, I kind of, first of all, A, I kind of like podcasting with uh, Tommy or whoever, and then B, it's... it's oh, I but don't you already them. have other podcasts? Are you worried that... Did I just ask, like, Chester and Allie? Like, I well, hold, but I, I mean, if I, I'm not worried you're going to meet somebody you like better no, than me. No, it's the opposite. I'm worried that you're going you're gonna to be like, you know what, I don't have to be on every episode. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm an occasional... It's like I'm Steve Carell at the end of The Office at this point. I don't think that's no. what you did. Uh, I think he left flat out. He came back for the wedding. Yeah, well, I came back for the finale. I would come back the for finale, the finale yeah. of this podcast. So, of course, you'd come back for the. Yeah, I feel like Steve Carell filmed his. I think it'd be a like little bit more day. like Chris Pratt towards uh, the end of like Parks and Rec. If he's like, is uh, he not in a lot of those episodes? I, don't I mean, there remember. was a season where he's like sort of like shooting like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, but we don't want that. This is Robin Akiva need a podcast. Mm-hmm. It's not Akiva and some random. What if we had a storyline where that, 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 that explained my absence? Oh, okay. that'd be like, fine. What would it be? What, what if I got be? what? What if I uh, got um, suspended for two weeks? Hmm. What do you do to get suspended? I don't, we'd have to come up with that. Is it like a mini cancellation, or did you like I find you rooting for the Yankees? Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. all right, two weeks. Yeah. I don't know. It's a good question. Think about. And then it. it's like, what if you like it? Like I have the Olympics this summer. Maybe I have to miss a week or two. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna pod? Are you gonna? Put the podcast on hold, or you're yeah, gonna. You're I'll like, wait hey, for you. you. What's I, up? I'd, this week? I'd wait oh, for so you. I have to do podcasts without you, but you. Don't, you don't have don't, to. I, 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 I'm hmm. leaving it to you. Hmm. But you won't. You will not do this podcast without me, uh, unless you told me that uh, you know the show must go on. I would not do. I don't know Renat, if, I'm in, uh, if I had to miss, I don't think I will. But if I had to miss like three weeks for the Olympics, then I don't know. If we should we, I don't know. Maybe do one or two in there. I have no idea. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I think healthy communication the yeah. is the yeah. key here. And I'm well, not we're trying to guilt here. you also into like uh, no, the, I'm not. I'm no. definitely not trying to say like, hey, like uh, I wouldn't do the podcast without you, so don't do the podcast without <laughs> me. I'm definitely not mm. saying that. No, I don't think you are. All right, fine. I, all right, let's see what the listeners want. Maybe they say if it's not Robin and Kiva together, it's not Renap. That's something totally different. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll be like, you know what? It's fun to try something new. Let's get a let's mm-hmm. get a guest host for Rob. Maybe we'll do it again in July for Akiva. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we we wheel jam something like a uh, crappy movie diaper idea or something like that, and record mm-hmm. it ahead of time and drop that during that time. Uh, whatever. All right. Uh, 
Okay, we'll see. I mean, as long as we're on the same page, let's see what they listen. Ultimately, this is the people's podcast. Let's see what they want. They're the ones who submit the ideas. Let's see if they want us to do episodes. Yeah. Well, we have Kelly Solo. here. Kelly, what do you think about this uh, mm-hmm. situation? I think the listeners are going to want two episodes. I don't think it's a big deal to have one pre-recorded and one with like a random guest. I think that'd be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That might be the I'm, best idea. I know I like listen when I'm running a lot. So sometimes like when there isn't content, you know, I'm like, well, I'm just not going to go for a run then. Mm-hmm. Ah, So it really affects yeah. my training. I mean, I think if you got like a, uh, you know, a, a, a good booking where it's mm-hmm. like, uh, like, oh, I have to listen to that. Would you listen if you weren't on the episode? Of course. Okay. You know how many podcasts I listen to that I'm not on? That's true. a bunch. I, I mean, you're on most of the podcasts, mm-hmm. the world, but yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um. All right, that's good. And you and you'll would you give me an honest opinion of how you thought it was, or would you be like, yeah, it was it was fine? Do you feel like I ever hold back my opinions? No, you don't hold back. But then it's tricky because it's like, well, it wasn't as good as Uncle Robbie was there. I might not give there, you, you know? like a completely uh 100 honest like uh on the air. Kelly Farrell doesn't like something. He says, yeah, it was fine. It was fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but we all know that. Like, mm-hmm. we know that by now. So. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I'll say that. this was that was a great podcast. <laughs> great podcast. <laughs> did, did it change the medium? No, mm-hmm. it didn't change the medium, but it was a great. No, no real, no pushback from that episode. That was good. Okay. None of the podcasts were like, how come you only call this Look, great? We hander, handled that expertly. Yeah, it was a good idea. You came in with that idea. It was mm-hmm. great. All right. Save this some cancellation. That maybe that's why you would have gotten a two week suspension saying another podcast sucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about what is uh, coming up on the wheel. Episode number one thirty two. Uh, one, 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 should we call it uh one hundred thirty two fans? <laughs> we could. Oh, the only thing is, I hope we don't imagine if you missed the Doctor Mike episode. That would be a nightmare. That's coming what, up. In which, which number is that going to be? I think one thirty eight. It's six double sixty nine. Hmm. Okay. So I don't think you're missing yeah, that. I think, I think so. you're probably that'll be your triumphant comeback episode. I, I might need a, uh, an extra week. Uh, <laughs> maybe Doctor Mike should be the fill-in host. I say North Carolina. I meant uh... mm-hmm. <laughs> North Korea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Season three, episode seven, the fishbowl, uh, coin flip, crappy movie diaper, people's choice. You are a shark week is officially quicksanded. Bye bye. Womp, 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 womp. <laughs> See you in six months. Okay. The sequel mechanism. Robin and Akivi get sh- uh, tr- get attracted. I must have Shrek. <laughs> uh, sex and Akivi. High school musical. The guest choice. Kelly, are you ready to go? You're locked and loaded? I think I have an idea of what I would pick. So Okay. Uh, Cheaters. Project Greenlight. We just did that today. Life Size with Bryce Isaiah. Taurus Season. No, no issue with Taurus season, right? No, no the I name love is fine. Jenny. Jenny, Jenny. Oh no, we don't. It's not the issue with the podcast. We met that because I was complaining about the name Taurus isn't great. I spoke to Jenny. Uh, we, I said Taurus is the worst name. She said no. Cancer season is the worst. Name. That's what I so, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah cancer that's season. Point. That's correct. I don't think we could call the podcast Cancer season. Taurus season. We can call it that. Okay. Uh, Taskmaster. Uh, we uh, greenlit that last week. Uh, Robin Kevin gets soapy. Uh, and we have the white wedding uh, also uh, there on the wheel, but not eligible for next wow. week. I, it I did. Didn't even, I, I didn't even get that. It did cross my mind that should we wheel jam that for the July Fourth weekend? Then mm. after Kelly, you, said are you that, taking Rob. Collins? And I don't even know Collins' ma- uh, name. Are you taking Collins' name? I mean, we'll have to decide that on the podcast. Okay, is oh. that are you leaving that up to us? Yeah, you guys can pick. 
Hmm. We can I have no de- attachment to my we name. We can decide if you, uh, can you keep your maiden what's, name or what's not? Colin's, what's Colin's last name? Ashworth. Okay. Yeah. Ashworth White. Yeah, six of, I don't know. Mm-hmm. What about like Ash White? I don't, I don't think, think I would you go should, for it. Yeah. Whiteworth? 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 I don't know if you can just like arbitrarily yeah. change the last name. Why I think not? you have to like take the other person's or yeah. hyphenate, right? I, I think that you you could do that, but I don't think that Ash White is the way to go. No. Okay, fine. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Kiva, are mm-hmm. you ready to spin the wheel for spin episode that wheel, baby. more of a 132 fans idea? All right. Yeah. <laughs> Here we it's go. It's May. We haven't used our, our vetoes. Maybe it's time. All right. Here we go. Don't save them for December. Here we go. Episode 132 is coming up. And okay. It is going to be a highly anticipated episode of the podcast. High School Musical. Ooh. Ooh. That's fun. That's very fun. All right. Kelly, could you uh, give us a preview of what we should expect for talking about High School Musical next week? Oh, everything. Um, there's a lot of scenes on a rooftop garden. You're oh, gonna is this see- Efron? Is Zach Efron in this? Efron yes, is in course. it, of course. We like him. We're big Efron guys. Um, we love, we love all everyone Zach's. in this film. Corbin Blue wears three watches at one point. Mm-hmm. So Corbin Blue, not, not a big that. deal anymore, right? No, not, not really. like a big star. But okay. I, I think you all have a lot of fun with it. I'm very excited for for and the people we're having on. Are extremely passionate about High School Musical. We're gonna, they're gonna teach us, you know, make us become Rob. The ultimate goal is for us to watch High School Musical two and three on our own, on our own volition. Okay, oh, that's part of the podcast. No, not part. No, we're gonna watch. One, we're only watching one High School Musical, but uh, maybe two and three we'll watch uh, on our own. High School Musical two fans. has the best dance and song sequence, in my opinion. Okay, so. are you a musical fan in general, Rob? Is there any? Are there any musicals you're really fond of? I would. Uh, I used to like a Little Shop of Horrors. Okay, I didn't choice. know that was a musical. I figured that was like a horror movie. Mm, I think there's probably uh, a couple other that are escaping. Did you ever me. go to Broadway when you lived in New York? Did I ever go to Broadway? Broadway? I, yeah, I'm sure I saw uh, a couple of things on Broadway. So I think the first show I ever got taken to was Guys and Dolls. Yeah, maybe Damn Yankees also, mm-hmm. and maybe Les Mis. Yeah, I saw and probably Mama Mia right before it came to Broadway, off Broadway in in Toronto in uh, Kelly's ancestral. Oh, home. oh I, I think I've I probably have seen more shows at the Pantages Theater in mm-hmm. L.A. than I have seen on Broadway. Okay, and that's like off Broadway. It's, it's, very it's like off high Broadway. quality. I'm yeah. saying it's like high quality though. It's like <laughs> I, it's when shows actors. go on tour. That's like one of the places. Okay, yeah, yeah. Go. So it's good. It's not. It's not like a high school production. It's very good. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Uh, yeah, I saw like a uh, Book of Mormon there, and uh, mm, Wicked, and Shrek the Musical. I got bad news the Lion for you, by King. the way. Yeah, we had a big bet on whether Hamilton would be back. Speaking of 2022, oh yes, Hamilton. I think I said a paid performance with a with a mostly full crowd. I think by next February, looking good for me. I, I'm not really keeping tabs on when Broadway's opening, but I, I have a feeling I'm going to win that bet, Rob. Did they announce it? They didn't announce it yet, but it's only April or May, and I think within the next. Set nine months, we're gonna get we're gonna get some paid Broadway performances. They're doing it in Everyone's Australia. Everyone's waxed and waxed, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Australia's <laughs> already doing it, but they're at COVID zero. That's they're in a different ballpark. COVID zero is that your favorite drink? They call it because they have no people with <laughs> any cases. It's insane. Yeah. 
Okay, uh, we'll see. I, that I, I still feel like uh, I got you on Space Jam, I think. And uh, did I already mm-hmm. win one of the other bets? You did win one of the bets. I, we still have to the see if, if either of us have a kid. And then mm-hmm. if... Uh, Mike what, Bloom versus Puya. And Mike Bloom Puya race. I'm not positive you're going to win that Space Jam thing. That trailer, in my opinion, was a mess. So I'm not positive. You're probably going to win that just because your percentage was pretty low that you need to pass mm-hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes. But I'm not. I'm not positive you're going to win just because I think that people hate LeBron. Rob, there's a lot of LeBron haters out there. No, not movie critics. Okay, the, the people that hate summary? LeBron are not the like, the people writing movie you. reviews. I love LeBron. I'm a LeBron guy. I'm fine with the it. plot summary for that movie is really really wild too. It's, it wild. Looks pretty it's bad. Space Jam <laughs> like, two plot summary. Every yeah. single person in there in like the Warner Brothers. Cinematic Universe is at the game watching. It's very strange. Okay, yeah. hold on. Space Jam 2, A New Legacy on Wikipedia. Um, so I'm, I'm, on, I'm on Wikipedia. Let me see. Where, where should I get the premise? Yes. When basketball champion and global icon LeBron James and his young son, Dom, oh, not like me, uh, the, who dreams of being a video game developer, rather than follow his father's footsteps as a basketball player, they find themselves trapped in the server verse a virtual space that is ruled by a rogue ai algorithm uh aig rhythm don Cheadle. uh lebron must save his son and uh, get them home by leading bugs bunny daffy duck porky pig lola bunny and the whole gang of notoriously undisciplined looney tunes uh to win a basketball match against aig's digitized uh, champions on the court the Goon Squad, a powered-up virtual avatar of professional basketball stars, as you've never seen them before. It's Toons versus Goons in the high-stakes challenges of life that will redefine LeBron's bond with his son and shine a light on the power of being yourself. I mean, doesn't sound any crazier than the first uh, Space People Jam. are going to be mad, Rob. First Why? of all, Michael Jordan did himself the whole movie. Like he, he acted in every scene. He was there with a green screen. LeBron almost immediately becomes a cartoon. He probably gave him like a week on set max. People are not going to be happy when they realize how little he's Oh, in the LeBron movie. That's is my not prediction. live action in this? He becomes a cartoon during the trailer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He switches to cartoon. It's not great. Michael Jordan is never a cartoon is, in, in Space Jam 1. Uh, it was Space Jam 1 uh, canonically uh, in the past of uh, Space Jam 2? Like, does oh, Bugs Bunny know question. that he has already played a basketball game with Michael Jordan against the Monstars. The, the Looney Tunes are very self-referential. It would shock me if, if not, but I don't know if that, the answer to that question is known yet, Rob. Okay. I don't really get into that in the trailer. Yeah, <laughs> like some of, the, some of the people who are included are the like Danny DeVito version of the Penguin, Mr. Freeze from Batman and Robin, and the Flying Monkeys from The Wizard of Oz. Wow. It's, it's a mess. Okay. Well, keep those ratings up, everybody. I got a lot of money on this. All right? There we go. Okay, uh, episode 132 next week. We'll be talking about High School Musical. Uh, so uh, that's sort of sports-related for 132 fans. Why? There's like a lot of basketball in yeah. it or something? I've never seen it. Yeah, they play basketball. I have a feeling we're not going to be thrilled with the level of basketball in that film. I will be. It's going to be like Quidditch in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've seen worse. Bad. Yeah, you really picked the wrong the wrong time to to bandwagon the Raptors. <laughs> no, I'm gonna get now. back. I, I, uh, that with all due respect uh, to the Raptors, I, I I gotta go back to the Knicks now. Oh no! Well, wait, you can't do that. Why? Why not? Are you gonna become a Charlotte Hornets fan next year? I that look. Are the, you the most famous guy in Charlotte? You're gonna be like courtside next year, the Jack Nicholson of the no, Charlotte first Hornets. Of all, I'm not going to Charlotte. Uh, second of mm-hmm. all. 
Uh, that I mean, your, pri- I mean, your the, private jet you'll get there. I w- always stated that I was a fair weather Knicks fan. Uh, uh-huh. Let me check the forecast. Open the window right now. Oh, the weather looks fair. <laughs> wow. Wow. If you ever did this to the Mets, I'd be sick. That would get you a two-week suspension from the mm-hmm. show for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I'll watch the Knicks playoff games. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Okay. I mean, I hope you have like a uh, cable set up or wherever. Might be tricky. Uh, I think I'll figure it out. I'll figure <laughs> it out. They, I think they have the inter- internet over in North Carolina. Yeah. I know they have the internet, but it's tough. I, I had like no internet for the first three weeks I was here. It was a mess. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. okay. Well, that's, I that think... famously led to me lying down on the podcast, getting in trouble. Yeah. In my two week suspension. Famously, <laughs> like I think that uh, I, I trust my planning skills to have internet wherever I go. Okay. Shade thrown at marijuana curve, but okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> Kelly White, what's mm. next for you? Yeah, you can literally come. our wedding. Your yeah, wedding. Yeah, my wedding is coming up. Can follow me on Twitter at mm-hmm. Kelly W. Are you having Check a my virtual bachelorette party? I already had a bla- I already had a bachelorette party actually. Yes, last February. Was there an exotic dancer who showed up and said, <laughs> uh, "Mail is here." <laughs> <laughs> There was not, but we accidentally did end up at a male strip club. Um, mm-hmm. As one did, does. Accidentally we did not know in. it was a male yes, strip club. Okay, we yes. thought we were going to a drag show. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes I, it happens. I get it. I, get it. I understand. Mm-hmm. Who, who amongst us has not done that accident? <laughs> yes, totally understand. But check out Nathan for us. We talk about that a lot, actually. Um, Your bachelorette wants- party? We talk about that scenario a lot. Yeah. If anyone wants videos, I took a bunch. You can hit wow. me up on Twitter for those. You you filmed video. Is that kosher? I thought you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. Everyone else was doing it, so I did it too. Hmm. I, I think had it, never been in a in a strip club, but I, I thought there was na- there was like you can't video was like the main rule. I think that's only in female strip clubs because oh. the men don't get naked. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's just the club, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, they were doing things to the women on stage. I thankfully did not go on stage. Mm-hmm. But they were doing some things on there that I was like, I would be calling the police if someone did that to me. Colin mm-hmm. would be calling the police if someone did that to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he he also went to a strip club, so. Colin. the oh, police. Oh, like well, that. that's okay. All right. Okay. A little tit for tat. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Akiva, what's next for you? Uh, I got uh, 32 fans. We uh, we met in person. We didn't really record a full episode. We, we'll, maybe we'll talk about the draft this week. We had some fun episodes last week. I guess the draft when Jordan K, which is already moot. Um, but then we... Uh, uh, I don't know. And then on NGOG, we had producer Kelly yes. on the episode last week. And then this coming week, I think it's just myself and The Lash. Okay. Uh, we had a lot of fun on Thursday night. We were watching the NFL draft live in the RHAP Patreon Discord. I, had, I had really Discord. enjoyed that. Yeah, that was very fun. I yeah. had a good time there. Yeah, that was very fun. Passed out towards the end of the first round, but made it like four hours. Yeah, we petered out. Uh, you know, once the Jets traded up to fourteen, like uh, mm-hmm. then it was like, all right, well, we saw what we needed to see. I've seen enough. Yeah, we've seen enough. Anyway, uh, so uh, really looking forward to uh, next week getting to watch High School Musical and come back for uh, the one hundred thirty-two fans episode of Robin Keeping It Podcast course uh lots of stuff going on uh this week on rhap proper including more 90 day fiance happily ever after big brother canada 9 is uh coming to its conclusion uh, we're going to take a look at survivor 
Vanuatu, uh, the 23rd best season. And Akiva, did you happen to catch the 24th best season of Survivor of all time, Survivor All-Stars? Did I catch it? I mean, uh, I've any, seen it before. Any of our, co- any of our uh, coverage? I, I mean, I didn't see, I haven't listened to the whole thing yet, but I, I, I listened to a lot of it. Why? Okay. Uh, that, uh, so I had started auctioning my clothes from Survivor All-Stars. And how's that doing? Are people bidding? So I you should auction like an NFT of you getting voted out. That would make a lot <laughs> Maybe of money. That'll be next. Uh, so yeah, I put my clothes from a uh, Survivor All Stars. The clothes I was uh, wearing when I was unceremoniously uh, dumped from the season. And uh, Rob Sestrino, Survivor All Stars, game worn clothes, barely used, condition like new. Uh, they are now up to six hundred ten dollars. Wow. wow! This is on eBay. On eBay. 100% Barely new. Of the I mean, proceeds. didn't you wear them for like 12 days or something? Yeah, 12 days. Uh, 100% of the proceeds are going uh, to uh, the charity Rain. Good right, cause. Yeah. Nice. It sounds like you're going to get uh, quadruple figs for Rain. Maybe. Yeah, two days <laughs> and uh, 23 hours left to go. Wow. All right. I, I, no offense. I will not be bidding on your dirty clothing, but I think that's a great cause. Okay, look, uh, Akiva, I'll give you a deal. You do not need to be spending uh, over six hundred dollars uh-huh. on any of my clothes. Oh, well, can we meet in person next July, and you'll give me whatever whatever the deal is? Sure, I'll leave behind okay. uh, whatever you want. That's how I met Chester. Honestly, Chester, I had a friend who was doing like who was ordering a lot of jerseys from <laughs> like knockoff jerseys from China, mm-hmm. and Chester wanted a Kirby Pocket, and I was getting an Ike Davis. That jersey is in. That jersey is not worth. I even have 61 a uh, a Chinese uh, Darrell Revis jersey around here somewhere. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's the first time I ever met Chester. I knew him from the internet, but he came to uh, a guy's house that a fantasy draft I was in the middle of, and said, "Hey, I'm here for the Curry Pocket jersey." And I said, "Hey, nice to meet you." I gave him his Curry Pocket jersey, and I didn't see him again for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. That's and how we met. That's yeah. how I met your Chester. How I met your Chester. Yeah. <laughs> So when you and I hang out, is it going to be just for three minutes like uh, you and Chester today? No, we didn't hang out for three minutes. We went out to lunch. Oh, you went out to lunch. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What'd I you mean, have? you don't like food. I don't know. Oh, uh, we had tacos. I eat food. I don't eat food <laughs> on a podcast. I know. I know. Uh, we, had, we had tacos. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. You ready for Kelly's wedding? <laughs> yes. We, we had no champagne. Chester did have a beer. I just had a, uh, a Coke Zero, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, On brand. Yeah, I'm brand, and then uh, and and then we bid each other adieu. Okay, all right. So, thank you so much uh, for listening to uh, Robin and Kevin podcast. Of course, uh, did Chester uh, make make you uh, sleepy at all when you talked to him? Not at all. Okay, no, I, no he kept right. me wide awake. Well, for our listeners, if they're sleeping, we want them to stay asleep, and so that's why we're going to be playing uh, Chester's outro for this podcast. Very quietly. Here we go. Uh, see you next time, everybody. Take care. Bye. Here come the man in black. Won't let you remember. All right, check. Let me tell Kirby you pocket jerseys. Although it might seem if you're looking for a deal, you can order them from fine for your own retailers in other countries that will make a knockoff. The colors might not always be exactly right. And the names could be spelled wrong. But it's a great way to save some money on a non-league licensed jersey. Good night, everybody. And please dream of 
some good ideas to send us for the next Project Greenlight.